Hello there. It's the number one recap is sound. Yeah, yeah, session is about to shut down. shut down. Every planet in the galaxy right now. Yeah. Cause always touch down in Tatooine town. Whoa, that's I bet good it's gonna news. get found. Yeah, tell them use the force to get the high ground. Yeah. Tell them cause there's a retreat. They're done. Ben's got them beat. Take us on the trip off through the galaxy. thousand generations the Jedi Knights were the guardians of peace and justice in the old republic before the dark times before the empire good morning afternoon or evening wherever you are in the world hello there and welcome to the Star Wars sessions Obi-Wan Kenobi recap we finally made it here my name is Matt Hudson aka Jabba the Hud and joining me as ever once again in the cockpit here of the Essex Falcon he's the greatest Star Wars man Fan and buddy out there. His hair's on fleek. It's Master Blywalk. Luke Bly, how are well, you, sir? I'm just dabbing my tears away from uh, all the excitement. So <laughs> it, it's just, it's here. Oi, oi, Savaloys. We are here. We are on Kenobi Day. We've watched Kenobi. We've watched parts one and two Man. of Obi-Wan Kenobi, an original Disney Plus show. It feels surreal, doesn't it, Matt? Like, it, it, it feels really surreal. Ewan McGregor is Mate, back. The it's fight is done. This time we won. We've got it. It's been, f- what, 17 years since we've really seen Obi-Wan on any screen. We heard him in the sequels, as we've discussed recently, but we haven't seen him uh, in any kind of guide. Yeah. But now, my, my man, he's back. He has his own show. And we're here to talk about it, and I think it's best to say now, up top, as with all of our recaps, all of them, this is going to be spoiler heavy. We've just seen it, we don't want to talk about it and beat around the bush a bit, we want to dive straight in with all those spoils. So if you haven't seen parts one and parts two of the Kenobi series, please don't listen to this yet. Go back and watch the episodes, let us know what you think when you've done it, then come back and listen and see what you think, so... Um, Luke, without any further, yeah, we're gonna and just for those listening, we're gonna segment this into part one and part two, so it's gonna be like two recaps, um, yeah, in one. So I'm gonna ask you this at the start of every recap we have. Mm. Part one for you was it another happy landing, <laughs> or did you think, <laughs> oh, not good? <laughs> yes. Um, I think all in all, another happy landing. Oh, all in all. It another happy landing um yeah i think there is a lot to love in this series but i think i've only seen it once i've seen them both once whereas i think recently with or i say recently in the last few years we've been usually able to squeeze in maybe another viewing or something of an episode but where we've got these two episodes i've 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 just not had time to rewatch them um i've watched like a few clips i've rewound a little bit I didn't watch with subtitles. Did you do the usual Matty Boy? You know Hudson? I watched it with subtitles. Okay, there we go. Absolutely. There we go. Of course you did. I've got all the names of the random characters in the background in my notes. Right, okay. He loves it. He loves it. Right, so what we also usually do with our recaps for Book of Boba Fett and Mandalorian is we give it each episode a grade. We give it each episode a grade. 
in fact, we do it usually at the end, don't we, of the right. show. But at the beginning of the show, we give kind of like an overall verdict before we get into spoilers. I thought this was really, really good. Really, really good. Um, and <laughs> before we dive into spoilers, I think that's all I can say, because you can't <laughs> get stuck into it too much. Matty no. boy, what are you thinking, mate? I want to know, is it is it another happy landing? It is another happy landing for this episode oh. for part one, because uh, of course we're just talking about part one. Very much another happy landing. This is what I wanted from a Kenobi series or show or episode. The vibe and the tone and the broken feeling we get, mate. Um, yeah, mm. part one. Really, really, really enjoyed part one, mate. It's, it's 55 minutes long as advertised as. You take four minutes off of the credits, plus we get a little prologue as well beforehand. Um, so, well, True. which I loved. The bug, dude. So it's just under, just over four, between forty-five and fifty minutes long, maybe about forty-seven. Let's call it. Um, so it's pretty much what we guessed at previously. It's going to come in between forty-five to fifty minutes each episode, I imagine. So we both thought this was another happy landing. We're, we're now flying more than half a ship. We're flying a yeah. whole ship because we both enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah. Let, let's get stuck in, mate. What you know. What it? What is it? Well, why? Why was this such a good uh, start for you? I think I can't lie. By starting this recap by saying the prequelist inside me is just screaming. <laughs> you know that kid that grew up in the nineties and the noughties is screaming. There yeah. are so many throwbacks to the prequel trilogy. Obviously, you and McGregor. There's lots more. Loads of details. Um, mate, there is there is a lot to love, but it's bridging that original trilogy and prequel trilogy, which we thought would do. I think it's doing that very very well. Other than that, I think it's it's really seeing Obi Wan. It's seeing a lot of the actors. Um, I think a lot of actors. I'll say it now: Princess Leia, young Princess Leia, very well cast. I think she is very, very well cast. I really enjoyed seeing her as as a little and you know being cheeky. The, the, the environments, the landscapes, the planets. I liked it, and and the plot as well. And we pretty much nailed the plot. We pretty much nailed what we thought the beginning of Kenobi would be, and we we had an idea of that anyway. There were rumours that they'd cast a young Leia and a young Luke. So, you know, well done to us, mate, boy. You know, a little pat on the back, by the way. Yeah. Well done, mate. Yeah. Um, what, 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 what stood out to you, man? Well, they've spent the last 40 years or 30 years hammering home that OT nostalgia, for, quite rightly as well, because it's what the foundation, everything was built on. But now they're hammering home the prequel nostalgia. The way this thing opens with um, a prequel trilogy recap, basically, they basically give us a, a three or four minute overview of what happened in the prequels. And this is, and it's like, this is great. This is, you know, for, yep. for somebody who's, you know, watches the prequels quite a lot, it's nice to see a little bite-sized version and opening, of course, with Order, six, Order 66, just yeah. to tie in with that prequel recap. So it wasn't just there for um, some cheap nostalgia. It led up to that Order 66 uh, sequence that we saw, and then, we'll, of course, mm. we move forward 10 years later. But um, I think, like I mentioned up top, the tone of this is what's got me now in this part one. The tone, it, it felt methodical it felt ponderous in the right way 
it, it there was a little there was action when it needed to be but otherwise we're watching obi-wan he doesn't say an awful lot in this first epi- episode which either. i liked exactly it, which i liked we were told mm. we were going to get a broken man and we joke and play you know another happy landing and oh not good but think about that obi-wan up cracking jokes um a hero full of vitality now look at this one you know he's he's yeah. not talking he's sullen some of the things he says to uh, our, char- our our beloved characters in this particular episode it's like man he has fallen off the wagon hard but um yeah, yeah. i thought princess leia was great um uh, vivian lyra blair plays her she was that's fantastic. right i felt like that was a little leia such good yeah. casting such good writing uh, there was an awful lot i liked about this episode there may there may have been a few things which rankled me as well i'm trying to think as well mm. but i'll throw mm-hmm. those in but i, I really did I, enjoy this i feel like overwhelmed I feel overwhelmed by this content. And I think that is partly because of the two episodes we've been waiting for this for so long. Oh. Guys, they've been talking about an Obi-Wan Kenobi film because first, this was meant to be a film. That's right. Even then, Daughtry's film, yeah. And, and, and for whatever, for, for many reasons, they went, do you know what? We're going to turn it into a Disney Plus show. Um, but we've been, we've heard rumors of this film since 20. 20- 14 my boy Eight and to years. be sitting here to be sitting here in 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 2022 and actually watching it it's like wow like there's relief there's there's just it's the surrealism like i said at the start there's the surrealism um man i loved that intro i loved um that they they the the last clip of the intro the prequel kind of recap um yoda is talking to Obi-Wan. He's saying how to commune with him. I will teach you talking about Qui-Gon. They left that Obi-Wan's. one there, didn't they? And that was almost like, oh, a wink to the audience. And what I liked is that it didn't take long for Obi-Wan to 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 almost like call out to Qui-Gon. Yeah. You know, to say like, master, you know, what, like, help me, help me with this. Because we, we, we are with an Obi-Wan that is broken, aren't we? Yep. You know, this This is not full form Obi-Wan. This isn't Obi-Wan who's broken, who's probably tired, but still has faith in the new hope. He has faith in the next generation of heroes, in Luke and Leia. And that is that is his priority. Um, I'll tell you one thing, mate. Um, with our main shows and our speculations leading up to this, uh, to this bad boy, Cal Kestis wasn't getting hung. Yeah. It was a... Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Oh, we went out, well on our pub. Yes, yeah, on our podcast, we were cracking on about that. So um, yeah, basically, imagine if they introduce Cal in Fallen Order, they give him the big up, they bring him to Galaxy's Edge. Here, you know, unleash your new lightsaber yeah. for everyone to buy. Have here's the press photos. Next thing we see, hanging, <laughs> dead, <laughs> undignified. Listen, there are some things. There are some things that happen where I'm like, mate, I would not put it past Lucasfilm. Sometimes, <laughs> yeah. like, I'm telling yeah. you, oh. I am telling you, oh, bro. There's so much to go through, isn't there? Because we also get um, an Order sixty six scene. That's how the series opens up. The new footage opens up. We get we see a group of younglings and a Jedi, a Jedi Master, Jedi Minas Velti. Right. Oh, good. Good man. Is that an actual Jedi from the prequels? Uh, I think it's a new Jedi from the prequels. It's a new Jedi from the prequel era. Give us new stuff. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Because there's going to be, there's going to be loads of Jedi, isn't there? There's going to be loads of Jedi. Um, And these younglings are escaping. 
and they manage to find the one bridge in the Jedi Temple that's not like full of <laughs> clones. The five o first, yeah, yeah, gunning down Jedi's and Padawans and all sorts. So, um, yeah, loved that, mate. Loved that. Loved loved being back on the on, on on the Jedi Temple. I never again. It's one of those things where you're like, I never thought in the 2020s we would be seeing. TV live action footage of the Jedi Temple from the prequel tril- trilogy. We really are in a prequel renaissance, aren't we? And we, we said this are. would happen. We said we this are would living happen. the dream, mate. And that Order sixty six sequence is is great. I love the way that the camera slowly zooms back, pans back, and we get this establishing shot of on both sides of the bridge. The five hundred first just overwhelming the Jedi. So we see some of that final stand, last stand, yes. and. And you um, see, you see the Jedi with their lightsabers, and the lightsabers go out like mm, slowly, mm, one by one. Yeah, right. There's it's like extinguishment. Yeah. Is that a word? It is now. Um, yeah, well, but, it's a beautiful one at that. Well, I'm taking right it. Days. But interesting, like you said, the the last thing we hear of the prequel prologue is Yoda. You know, teach you to commune with your old master. I will. Pretty much mm. the last thing we see of Order sixty six of the younglings is a youngling who I very much suspect to be a young Reaver. Because they very, yeah. they um, they yeah. focused on her quite a lot, and I think that may be a young Reva, and I think it plays into some of her motivations as we've seen through this first episode. But yeah, I thought it was a great way to open, and then fade to black ten years later. Simple, you know, just give us a little subtitle. Ten years later, here's a thought. I I, I wonder, and I, I I doubt it, but I wonder if there's anyone listening to this or people watching this series that have no idea who the Inquisitors are. That would be great. Well, that would be great if they do, because I'd love to hear their thoughts about these Jedi hunters who are yeah. just in, in, like you say, bridging the gap between the PT and the OT. We're now, we're now just closer to the OT. Now we're nine years away from a New Hope, and we're ten years gone from Revenge of the Sith. So yeah. we're moving into that territory. So I'd love to see what people think about their visual style and how they look, because um, we go straight to Tatooine. You know, what we, we we're back. We haven't mm. been gone long, but we're back on Tatooine. And the first thing, yeah, the Inquisitors turn up with their ship, and the locals, the locals know who they are. They, they, you know, they stand there in stunned fear. And mm. um, let's just get this out of the way straight away, mate. The Grand Inquisitor, Rupert Friend, swaggers off that ship. He's got mm. Sith eyes. His head looks a bit longer, and his teeth are sharp, like the Rebels version. They've really, they, I don't know what they in the marketing. They've done a bait and switch there. I thought he looks excellent. Yeah, I I I like him. I this it, I, I'm not I'm not that bothered by the physical appearance. You know, I'm Long not. Bumps. I'm just not that bothered um, about the, the the difference. You can compare, obviously, the 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 uh, Grand Inquisitor to the guys we see in um, Utapau in Revenge of the Sith, but you know, maybe I was actually thinking this while I was watching it. Maybe they're just ugly. Do you know what I mean? The ones in <laughs> the ones in Sith. Do you know what I mean? Like you, like humans. Maybe their head get... gets longer when they're scared. Yeah. <laughs> Sixth floor, thousands of battle droids. <laughs> My head is enlarged. <laughs> yeah, you know, I don't know. Something. It's all about the spirit, isn't it? Does he invoke the spirit of exactly. the Grand Inquisitor or whomever it may be? To me, he did. And I always think, like a few months back, when we when we uh, broke down the the Kenobi trailer, I think it was Emily Bonner brought up that listen, maybe 
to, for a guy to be in multiple episodes, and we will get to that. For for a guy to get in multiple episodes, to get into to to his um, costume, makeup, and that maybe it just wasn't practical, you know. So I thought this was a fantastic representation of that character. I liked him; it was great, and even the way he spoke, I thought mm-hmm. there was it. It was very Star Wars Rebels, which of course he is from. That character is from the animated show Star Wars Rebels. Um, yeah, man. Really, really, really enjoyed that. Um, yeah, like you said, back in Tatooine. I can't lie to you, mate. I can't lie to you. I was writing notes for this on my phone, and I stopped after a certain point because I was so engrossed. He was loving it. I was so engrossed. I was like, I, I'm going to put my phone away and just watch it. I can't. I couldn't do both. I could not do both. I think that's a good sign. I think that's a good sign. You know, is this show so far flawless? No, I don't think so. And we'll get to that. We'll get to that at some point in this, in this episode, in this recap for both parts, because we're reviewing part one and part two. What do you think, by the way, of the no, no names? There's no names to, to the episodes. It is just part one, part two, part, and then. Yeah, what do um, you reckon? No, I like it. Simplistic. I think um, like it works with Mando and obviously Book of Boba Fett, but it works with Mando because it it, it feels like a uh, it feels like a book, well, a book of Boba Fett, like a diary, like a, like an actual chapter. You're telling a chapter in a long running story. This is a mini series, limited run, six episodes. I'm happy for it to be called Part One, and it also feels a bit a bit like o- OT-ish as well. Like this is called part one, but it's not one. Yes. It's, it's the Roman numerals part I part. Yeah. Yeah. So that's how they've doing it. Hey, look, I've got no issue. I mean, I mean, what were they going to call part one? Like, uh, I don't know the, the exile. It's like, I don't, you know, I'm fine with it. Yeah. I, I totally agree. For me, this just reemphasizes that this is part of the Skywalker saga. Mate, a long time ago in a galaxy far, yeah. far away. That was the first thing we saw. I forgot to mention that. Before anything, that came up. We didn't get the fanfare, but a long time. We, we haven't had that before no. in any of the streaming series. And we've said this is very much a sequel to Revenge of the Sith in all all but name. And you know, with, with that opening, it really is. And the cinematic feel of this, it feels big. Even though we're on Tatooine for the most part of this episode... Um, before we obviously we we hop over to Alderaan and places like that, but it feels bigger and it feels cinematic, and they've yeah. I think they've really now the way Deborah Chow has um, directed this and presented it and stitched it all up. Very impressed with the visual side of it. Mm. Well, again, mm-hmm. the volume I can see it sometimes, or, or, or like the CG mm-hmm. mainly around EOP. But uh, it, whilst this is cinematic, it's still got a, still got a, a streaming budget and doesn't take me out of it. I've never once been taken out of any of the series by the volume or the CG. No. Um, a great, great point. Does it look better than the prequels? Yes. Yeah, it does. For the, for the most part, it yeah. does. Which looked good and, at the time. And, and, which were good at the time. And we love, we, have, we adore the prequels for what they are. We grew up with them. We have such a strong bond to them. But it doesn't mean you can't, like, you know, spot or understand the criticism. You can understand the limitations, maybe. And I think with this, there were a few, um, yeah, like, landscape shots where I was like, oh, man, that is, that really is, like, 
volume. <laughs> that's, that's a bit, that's a bit tacked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't look great. And I remember fine. people saying that about Boba Fett, and uh, I didn't see it, see it as much in Book of Boba Fett. But it, on on this episode, I did notice it. I did notice it. But then in in I'd say the majority of the episode, in other scenes, it looks fantastic. It looks really, really, really good. Um, when does he go to? Yeah, no, that's that's in that's in part two. Again, I'm 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 almost getting like confused. He's getting over, excited? Are you? I like again. Yeah, it's the overexcitement. No, it's I've, the tiredness. We're on late here, recording. Yeah. I've got my notes. I, I thankfully I've got some kind of knowledge of the old shorthand, so I could watch and sort of boom, 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 bash out a few quick notes he's a film critic isn't he he's a film (laughs) critic (laughs) i have to do that when i watch the film so um but no we we don't go to any other planets other than tetuine and um alderaan on this Mm -hmm. but um the inquisitors are on tatooine why because they Mm. feel they they believe there's a jedi in this particular watering hole and you know grand inquisitor he interrogates the barman he is methodical he's calculated and we see that reva is kind of the loose cannon she just throws a knife at the yeah. book. Yeah. And it, to be honest, though, the Jedi, Nari, as we find out, Benny Safdie's character, he stops it. So hmm. whilst her methods are unorthodox, they worked because he very quickly revealed himself to save the barman from getting a knife between the eyes. Um, yes. And then she starts to burn his arm off and the Inquisitor's like, you're reckless. What is your fixation with Obi-Wan? And yeah. the, in the meantime, Nari's just sprinted off. So... We, we, we immediately see that there's some kind of friction between the Inquisitorium, certainly right. where Reva's involved. We've mentioned Inquisitors. Let's get stuck in. Let's get stuck in. We've, we've talked about Grand Inquisitor. I thought Rupert Friend was decent. I thought it was really, really good, actually. Um, let's start with Sun Kang. What do you think of Sun Kang? Our boy, Han, from Tokyo Drift and the Your Fast man. and Furious films, kind of a legend just because of that. Han. You know, I can almost picture him eating like the hula hoops out of a crisp packet in Tokyo or whatever he's eating. Like, they love all the snacks over there, don't they? So love um, it was like I was there. It was like I could hear in the distance. Dink, 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 dink. Boys. Um, what <laughs> did I think of Sun Kang? I was one of the ones before this came out waiting to see what he looked like specifically because in the first teaser we got, I thought not entirely sure he looks all that good, but this is, this is a, let this be a lesson to me and everyone listening. Wait until Mm. the final product comes out because look what they've done with the grand inquisitor. I think Sun Kang and as the fifth brother looks much better here. He sounds good. You can see more of the detail on his uh, makeup on his face, his and his teeth as well. He, he looks a lot better than I thought he was going to do. So um, strike me down for uh, seeing it first in the tra- tra- teaser and thinking, oh, that looks a bit ropey. I thought he looked yeah. very good. He sounds yeah. good. Um, no complaints of Sun Kang and the fifth brother. Any any fifth brother issues, mate? No. Do you know what? Likewise, because I thought he looked really ropey. I thought he looked really ropey in the trailers. and But I think, like you said, I think that's where the acting comes in, yep. is that I just... I just believed it. I was like, yeah, that's the fifth brother. Like, and, and that is props to Sun Kang for that, because yeah. that goes to show he is an actor. He's an established actor, experienced, and yet didn't bother me at all, mate. Thought he was actually really decent. Now, this is the one that, that I really wanted to talk about, and I think will be a talking point for many, many people on the interwebs. Reva. Mm-hmm. Reva. 
I, I, I've, I, I think I have both pronunciations in this show. Um, I'm going what Reva. Do you think? I'm what, going what, Reva. What, what do you think of her? What do you think of Moses Ingrams, who is playing this character? Um, I think Moses Ingram as, seems really cool. I really like Moses Ingram. Um, yes. And from what I, well, the other things I've seen her in, she's good. As for the character, yeah, they're, they're, they're kind of building her up now to be this hothead, kind of uh, railing mm. against authority, even yes. though she's in the Empire where they, they're quite welcome if you try to um, uh, assault your superiors. So... What do mm. I think of her? I think she's. I think she's good. I think she's good in this. Uh, I'm trying to think of any moment in it where I thought, "Nah, not having that." But no, I like the way she, uh, the way she interacts with the Grand Inquisitor, the way she later reacts with Sun Kang. I, I, I believe her, and I don't think she came across as tempestuous or or uh, petulant or anything. I thought I liked her. I liked yeah. her again. Talking about this episode. I've got nothing against. I've been looking right. forward to see Reva because she's had right. a lot of uh, a lot of screen time yeah. uh, in the trailers. Obviously, she's been front and center with Ewan and Hayden and all the press, which yeah. is that's good news. Uh, and it's, and she's a new character; she's an original character. The other two Inquisitors aren't. So, mm-hmm. from what I've seen of her in episode mm-hmm. one, part one, yeah, fine, like her. Yes, I think that you've pretty much hit the nail on the head. I thought in part one. Like d- a decent start, hot headed. Um, I think some people might find her a bit annoying, um, but I think she is almost meant to be that. She's meant to be a bit, a bit frustrated, um, a little bit angsty, and that comes across on screen. That is her character, and she is trying to level up. Um, but I think we'll, we'll talk more about her in the part two discussion on this on this episode, and so in in, in a little bit. So, so, yeah. What, what did you think of uh, Ewan McGregor's acting? Oh. I th- I thought it was unreal how he, he just it. like slotted back into the character. It, I I don't know what else I was expecting, right? So I know it's kind of a ludicrous thing to say, but I, I really he did good, didn't he? Even just the voice, the accent, you know, because obviously Ewan is Scottish and he does this kind of like home county like well-spoken Twang. english accent like he co- like he comes from your ends mate boy like he comes from <laughs> Surrey Surrey boy. Or, uh, <laughs> sussex yeah but um very good mate really really enjoyed that what do you think yeah no i i he he slipped back into the character but as he's been saying on the press he's had to slip back into a different version of the character he isn't the wisecracking happy-go-lucky obi-wan there was a few times in this part episode where i thought oh he's gonna drop a line he's gonna say a an obi-wanism but he doesn't and mm. that's uh, partly on me because that's what i've come to expect from his character so yes there's a great restraint shown and a lot of his acting is done with his face uh, which is uh, always a sign of a good actor and in fact it's it's the next sequence from that um from that inquisitor scene where he's you know he's cutting his he's cutting that meat and the guy and when it when, when they're getting their money <laughs> The, the workers are getting their money and the guy in front, he's like, there's only, there's only half of my money. I, I got a family to feed. And the foreman starts bullying him. Yeah. Obi-Wan is seeing this, but he can't interfere, which is a, which is something which is going to prop up a few times in this part. Uh, the fact that Obi-Wan sees injustice or knows something isn't right, but he can't do anything about it. Um, but it's all in his face. It's all in the way he reacts. And we can tell in it in a moment when he's like, I know this isn't right, but for the greater mm. good, greater good. I Great can't regard. do anything 
about it and the, the scene where it leads into where, where he goes where the Jawa is in his cave and we get that kind of fun tete-a-tete with the Jawa. The, the Jawa is saying to Obi-Wan, you stink. And this is these are Jawas mm. who are apparently mm. famous for smelling bad. It's Tika, the Jawa, his name is. But that's that, that's the first time we really see him have any kind of interaction and it's with a Jawa. And he brings, um, the Jawa brings these pieces of a, of, of a toy. And we know what toy that is, of course. But in those moments, it's quite a mate. It's great from Ewan. That T-16, mate. That T-16. <laughs> Dude, T-16. My, my brother and I had a T-16. It was originally, I think, my brother's and my granddad got it for us. So it's a Power of the nice. Force T-16. Of course. And, and of course, Luke Skywalker plays with it in A New Hope. You see one, one well, in the background, is. don't you? Um, in in um, is it a new hope or it's a new it, hope? Yeah, he's going. Yeah. Vroom, vroom, do you, you, in the beginning. You also see it, or do you see? I think you see a different one in Attack of the Clones Ooh. when he's in the Lars Homestead. Anyway, it, it doesn't it doesn't matter. But seeing that thing again, it was like, oh my word! Like this toy, the Obi- But I loved it. I loved it because again, it, 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 there's a connection there for the kids that maybe grew up with that in the nineties or noughties. There's that, wow, man, a T16. Mm-hmm. I liked it. Now for a lot of people it might go over their head, but for, for us, it, it was a very sweet moment. And just you, you're seeing this care and consideration from, from Kenobi. That's exactly you know, it. Ben Kenobi, who's like, look, he's he's obviously got Luke on his mind because you can tell, thanks to Ewan McGregor's outstanding performance in this first part, um, you you can tell this is this is a man who is defeated. But just because he is defeated, it doesn't mean he doesn't have any purpose in life. Exactly. On the contrary, he oh, has yeah. Luke to look after. He has Owen to kind of battle with, which we <laughs> see in this chapter he's got and, the op to feed and the op to feed the little like salmon yeah. <laughs> salmon chunks what do you reckon that was um crate dragon meat like what we saw in mando <laughs> it's what's that what's that stuff called when, you know, the, the beef which is very which is barely cooked carpaccio is that what's called um whatever it's called it's, i think it's that but uh, yes. yeah, ma- imagine, imagine if it was um if it was boga I think his name was the one that he rode on in Attack of the Clones. Yeah, he ate, he ate that. But um, I don't know yeah. what that could have been. I, but I'm probably I, is, I like, mate. I like probably the idea that, that it could be someone in the freezer somewhere. Yeah, someone <laughs> that helped him, uh, or maybe it's one of the other Jedi who came looking for him. He's like, I ain't having any of this. He just cooks him and um, feeds him to his OP. But no, he doesn't yeah. do that. Um, he, um, he's got a feed OP. He's got to look after Luke, and he does it in the most sincere way. He's you know he's he's paying the Jawas his money. You know, the money's earned to get him yeah. little parts yeah. so we can make a toy for this young lad. And um, before that, we see that he's having his din-dins. He's having some kind of stew, which looks interesting. And he's got this kind of like alarm, this recognition droid, which comes out of the sand, which is blue if nobody, if, if the coast is clear. And I thought that was that was really cool. But the, the back and forth between him and the Jawa, that felt, that, that was fun. That was fun humour. Um, the fact that he's like, oh, your, your, your vaporator's, knackered well i've got the piece for you and he's like oh, if you're T- tika if you're going to steal my vaporator at least don't send it back to me i was like that's classic yeah, Jawa. at least clean them at least that's clean it. them that's before it. you sell them back to me that's yeah it. i love that that, that interaction Jawa. and then outstanding and then they drop the little nugget 
the the jar was like oh i stripped this from a jedi ship which was you know just out in the just out past the yes. the, the dune sea or whatever they said excuse me for paraphrasing but he said out there over the dunes we found a jedi ship and there was mm. inquisitors and everything he basically says and kenobi again the you know the mask drops and he's like ah this isn't this is not this is no oh not good he cannot be found <laughs> if there's a jedi on the planet and there's inquisitors roaming around he cannot be found and it's the fa- and it's the facial acting we get from him is unreal is great. it's unreal mate it is unreal i i loved it i loved it and i i, I was it was something that i wasn't expecting because as we know there are padawans there are a lot of jedi that survived order 66 of course the majority of them were massacred um but i think it's just it's great to see that there's still that that spit of hope in a lot of these everyday Padawans or Jedi. And this Jedi's obviously come to find Obi-Wan, right? Or, or it's, yeah, right. Is that right? He's, yeah. He's, he's come he's to, come find, to him. find, he's come to find our, our, our boy Obi-Wan. He's just had a nightmare about Padme and Anakin. And he, he calls out to Qui-Gon. He doesn't answer him. So there's our first hint that Qui-Gon ain't listening, but yeah, he comes, well, he's, he's there to find Obi-Wan. He's a guy's called Nari, the Jedi Nari. He's there to find Obi-Wan because he doesn't believe the fight is over. Well, okay. There's a few things with that, with, with Qui-Gon not answering his, his call. I think it is because, and we do see this later, but I, I, I did think this anyway. He's cut himself off from the Force, which, mm-hmm. is, which is, of course, what Luke Skywalker does in, in the sequel trilogy in in force awakens and last jedi cut himself off from the force and so he he, he, he's not been around that for so long and yeah there's almost this shock from when he meets this this young jedi and the way he's like i don't know who you're talking about i don't know what you're talking about (laughs) my name's ben yeah (laughs) he's like mate you're not ben and it's kind of sad it's kind of sad. There is a weird feeling around it. And you're like, oh, no, this is, this on, is tough. You're, because you're Come on. One of the first things I'd want to tell someone is, yeah, now's not the right time, kid. Go, shut up, hide. Yes. But, but there is a kid that I'm looking after who is the chosen one in Obi-Wan's point of view. From it's Obi-Wan's point of view, from what we know in Star Wars Rebels, Luke Skywalker is the chosen one, right? For, like he's wrong, but he thinks it's, it's him. Like, yeah. You would, him. of course, you'd think it's. So. How on earth could it be Anakin? He he thinks Anakin's dead. Oh yes, yes right? he does. He thinks Anakin's dead, and and of course, of course. Which, by the way, May boy, kind of solidifies the reasoning behind Obi Wan giving Luke to Aunt, uh, Aunt Baru and Uncle Owen, right? Because no one's going to go there, are they? Yep. No, especially if he thinks Anakin's dead. I mean, Anakin, mm, mm. whether he would go back to Tatooine is one is, is another thing based on the awful memories he's got there. But that, 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 like they say, to his family, he must go on Tatooine because it's a logical place. He'll, at least he will be loved there, um, if anything. Plus... At the same time, it's the you know it's it's the farthest thing from the bright center of the galaxy. Nobody's going to travel there to look for him. And I'm glad you mentioned that because we we get to see the contrast to Luke's life 
when we introduce to young Leia on Alderaan, or what we think is young Leia, we see a young girl being being dressed up and being fawned over by um, mm. by dressers and makeup people. And Brehar Organa, who is, um, I think it's Simone Kessel. It is Simone Kessel. So it's not the same actress from Revenge of the Sith. It's Simone Kessel. Um, she she comes mm. in fussing and. At first, when when they showed her hand, I was like, "What on earth is that?" And then they, you know, took the hood off, and I was like, "Oh, what's, what's going on here? That's not Leia." And then that that was such. I thought Leia had a mask on, but it was just another kid. It's a changeling. It is, and I think he is a she, and she is a changeling. But uh, but Leia's running out in the woods. You know, she's she's a free spirit. We know that before uh, from everything we've seen of Leia. She's a free spirit. She's not going to be tied down and be getting no. dressed up when she could be having fun and running about in the woods and. Um, and she's 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 naming the ships as they leave to her little droid Lola, who we saw in one of the uh, one of the press things that came out recently when mm. the photo mm-hmm. war in the teaser. So we get so we see kind of Luke. We see, we see him before you know he's, that scene of him on the homestead pod racing. In mm. you know, he's not living in the best of circumstances. His his uncle is kind of working him to the ground even at a young age, but he just wants to go and play pod racing. Whereas Leia, she has the other side of she's you know the grass is greener on the other side no, of her. poor poor luke man yeah he did <laughs> that with a bum deal didn't he he did especially when you're like you got adults calling leia like your highness and then <laughs> there's luke like jumping on the side of a building obi-wan's probably looking out thinking oh flaming egg sorry lad like <laughs> been this is pretty yeah. much your own this is pretty much your only option you know Amy, they Amy wanted a girl. They didn't want a boy, mate. So, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> that, you, could have, you could have been a prince on Alderaan, but no, <laughs> you're a moisture farmer on Tatooine. And I'm pretty sure he's gonna, it would have been the best moisture farmer of all time. But we get that great um, comparison between the the two ty- the two siblings' life, which we all knew, but it's mm. quite fun. It was quite cool to see it anyway, that you know, Leia's living the life of luxury, even though she isn't necessarily buying into it per se, because she would rather mm. just play and mm. have fun. But, um, you know, her mum's like, get inside. We've got, um, you know, we've got to meet uh, the rest of our family. We've got to go on this ship and all we've got to do is wave. And that naughty little nipper, she takes Lola back from her mother's pockets. We already see that she's uh, she's crafty. And just crafty. Like, I really, I really Independent. Mate. I love that I, intro to her. Dude, I thought Phil. the Leia stuff was fantastic. And it gave me like a warm feeling which i didn't expect to have in this show like i didn't expect to have this like love of this character this love of this wee lass that is 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 cheeky is naughty is like independent and you know has a lot she's extremely intelligent but she also has a lot to learn yeah. And I liked that because that is like Leia even in, in the original trilogy, right? It's not too dissimilar. Like she's always learning. She thinks, oh yeah, this is the way to do it. I know everything, but you can't help but go, yeah, you are really smart, but hang on a sec. You're, you're you rushing know? into things here. <laughs> Slow it down a little bit. I thought it was absolutely, I, I thought it was extremely charming. Yeah. Charming introduction. I what think do you think of older on? fantastic i think it's fantastic before other than sith will be at the end of revenge never really seen it other than when it got blown up i always thought it looked kind of weird in revenge of the sith like i always thought it looked star trekky 
I think actually there is a few shots in this in this episode that I was like, this is a bit Star Trekky. Even you know, like the the the, the lass who is the double for Leia when they're like, oh yeah, yeah take yeah. off the hood and everything. Even then, I was like, that looks like I'd, I'd sit on like Star Trek Discovery or something. I couldn't I couldn't put my finger on it. Um, but I, I, that is the vernacular. That is the look of Alderaan. That is what George chose. So. I'm good with it. And they did Star Warsy fight it a lot, didn't they? Cool. You know, in the way that she can just run out into the woods and that, and she just runs about. And it's seen as a very peaceful place, it's you know. Um, and I, I can almost imagine, because as Matty Boy said, I think up top, like we've not seen or heard anyone else's reactions. We're coming in. Just, oh, yeah, true. Just us two. Um, I, could, I could see some people saying, what are they looking like, the kids? Run about in the forest, like on her <laughs> own. Like, what? What are you talking about? Thirty it's years like, ago, you could do that. It's you could do that. Do. And, and do. I've seen in some countries, and it is only some places you you can you can do that. Yeah, in a lot of maybe not in the big cities, but I've been to remote towns in in northern Sweden where they don't even have fences between people's gardens. Do you know what I mean? It's just, it's a different, it's a different setup. Is that far and few between? Yes. But Alderaan isn't your everyday place. It yeah. is a very, I think it's, it's being shown as a very progressive kind of, even in universe, futuristic kind of place. It's advanced. It's an it's advanced idealistic. civilization. Mm. It's but- idyllic. It's opulent. It's a, it's the, the, the planet of wealth. And yeah. uh, royalty and opulence that we've mentioned, so and they, I think they did a good job of of, sh- of showing that. And yeah, the intro to Leia was great, and getting to see and getting to see Brehar Organa, her mother, actually say something that was cool as well. So we now mm. have a bit we have a bit of development for her adoptive mother. Um, but then we get that we get that wonderful comparison again where we go straight back to Tatooine, and this scene, mate, made me the saddest of all in all of the in all of part one when um, you know Kenobi's doing his work and he goes to get Eopi. And then suddenly the toy, the T-16, just gets lo- thrown on the floor uh, by uh, Uncle Owen. And, and, and Obi-Wan's like, it's just a toy. And I thought, oh, man, the way his voice cracks when he says that, my heart broke when he just threw that T-16 on the floor. And we know from A New Hope that Uncle Owen is he's, he's brash, he's gruff, he's non-compromising. And I think they've done a very good job already of showing, not, not even in the teasers, but here, of basically saying, like Obi-Wan's like, mate, it's just a toy, come on. He's like, no, throw it on the floor. I don't want it near him. In fact, I'm going to break it in front of you pretty much. And then we get the... Yeah, it's mental. It's mental. Like, you can... you you. I get where Owen's coming from, but you're like, come on, mate. Like, (laughs) let let him have this toy at least. I suppose he'd be like... Luke would be like, well, who's this from? Yeah, I guess. And... But Ooh, as say, we know, we've, we've, this is a prequel, guys. It's a prequel and a sequel. That's where we are in the Star Wars universe, guys. Um, but we, we know Luke Skywalker knows of an old Ben Kenobi. He, you know, we know that. That's what he says in A New Hope. So, ben, yeah. Ben. I, I, it, ben. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, you can almost see where certain bits of this show is going, but... I, I, I suppose in my head, this first episode, I had in my head how it'd go and how it'd feel, and it surprised me where it's it's felt exactly how I thought it would in places, 
And then in other places, it's almost surpassed and, and, or, or given me something new that I didn't know that I wanted. And watching it now, um, I think it, 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 there's a lot of beauty in this first part, mate. There's a lot of beauty. It's heartwarming. It's it's great. I'm, once again, I'm starting to get confused on what's part one and part two. They've all, you know, they blend together. They bleed boy, into each other. I've got you on that. I've got you on that one. From from here on out, we we're on Tatooine. We go back to Alderaan for another scene, mm. and then it's back to Tatooine, and that's pretty much where we stay up, other than a a ship. But um, we we get the scene from the trailer with um, Obi Wan and um, Owen, Uncle Owen. I'm going to keep calling him, having their oh. back and forward. And, but he says, you know, like he trained his father. But then we get the crucial bit of context that line where Uncle Owen says, Anakin is dead, Ben. So yes. Owen has, un- Uncle Owen has been told by uh, Obi-Wan that Anakin is dead. And Obi-Wan isn't lying. It's not even from a certain point of view at that moment. Obi-Wan believes he's dead. Um, so we he, we now know that Uncle Owen doesn't know that Anakin Skywalker has become Darth Vader. So all of those, all that speculation has been long enough already. Um, so I thought that was quite yeah. a cool way to handle it. But then we get the Inquisitors again. They turn up. And this is the scene from the trailer where Owen is face-to-face with Reva, which I think is great seeing Owen face down the, mm. the baddies. But um, this is where we get to see Reva's uh, anger management side as well. Again, we've got the fifth brother who's trying to keep the... <laughs> basically saying, look, if you turn the Jedi in, you will be rewarded. Whereas Reva immediately butts in and says, if you turn him in or else I'm going to start cutting your hands off. And she does. She goes to that woman and she lops her hand off. She's not messing about. Uh, I liked that scene because I do think sometimes we like with the beginning of Mando where we see the bounty hunter get cut in half in the door. Yes. Sometimes we have to see the the extent of where these people are going to go yes. and see that, you know, this, this, you know, when they're not messing around. So I was, didn't, I, I quite enjoyed that scene, but the fifth I, brother is not too. happy with her at all at that moment. Well, it goes to show that the Inquisitors, we know that the Inquisitors are, were all Padawans, right? Yes. We know that from other canon. That is not spoiler. And they've pretty much hinted at that's why we see the, the, the younglings, the, the Padawans at the beginning of, of this series. And I think there's still that little bit of Jedi in them. That's why I'm bringing that up. I think there's still that little bit of Jedi in them. There's still, but it's doing the right thing almost. Yeah, we'll reward you. Yeah, they believe in order. You know, these guys aren't about chaos. They're not about just ruthless slaughter. They are about like, no, we've got a mission. We need to do that, and that is actually quite imperial. Yeah, like Vader and 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 Palpatine. They're not just going about like slaying down like people left, right, and center. Despite the fact, back in the day when we were first doing this podcast. We found out most canonical characters were killed at Vader at some point, which was pretty, which was pretty hilarious. Do you remember that? We'd do character spotlights and we'd be like, this person was this bit and blah, 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 was killed by Darth Vader. (laughs) It doesn't matter Um, whether they're from a book, a comic, a series, a a, a, a movie, a a, a pamphlet from a gift shop somewhere. They were killed by Darth Vader. Here's a, here's a thought. Here's a thought, Matty boy. The kids in Revenge of the Sith, yep. okay, the Martha Skywalker, there's too many of them. What are we going to do? Oh, Anakin ignites lightsaber. It suggests that he kills them. What if he didn't kill them? Well, imagine if they took that moment and, and actually were like, no, he didn't. Um, did 
uh, I know Ewan says he saw hol- he saw transmissions of Anakin killing younglings, but we don't know where that happened. We obviously uh, we, true. We, we do see like strewn youngling corpses throughout the temple. So, true. We, but then that could have been the five hundred first. But uh, I I also think they might just. I don't, again, it, it's canon now. It's part of the story. But, you know, Disney going to Disney, I think they're probably mm. going to leave that scene alone, I think. They're, they're happy yeah. for it to be there, but I don't think they're going to be like, oh, do you remember that time when he murdered Vincent's kids? They won't retcon anything, will they? Whilst they could retcon it and actually make it like he didn't kill him, he actually, you know, captured them and turned to Inquisitor in itself would be really cool because then that scene would take on extra oomph. Yeah. Yeah. It would be cool, but I think honestly, I think they could be like, nah, just we'll move on from that." They wouldn't retcon anything, would they? Um, I certainly <laughs> hope not. <laughs> that, yeah. But that kind of undecided. Um, yeah, I, yeah. I certainly. We'll hope get not. to that, guys. We know. We will. Well, we what know. About the fight? What about the fight between? We'll say it's a fight. Reaver and Owen. They're facing off, and Reaver basically mm. says to Owen, "You know something, and if you don't mm. tell me, your wife and your kid, your family." They're going to die, and I'm going to mm. do it. And she, we actually lights the lights over to his to Owen's neck, and at the same time, Kenobi is watching, thinking, "Don't do it, don't do it, don't <laughs> hand me in." But it's the fifth brother who, who again, like you said, that kind of sense of order. He slams down the bounty park, and he's like, "Enough." There's the guy we're looking for, which is Nari Reaver. Mm. Like, let's get out of here. And he says, "You go too far." And she says to him, the fifth brother, "Maybe you don't go far enough." And again, and then he says, what is it? Why do you want Kenobi? And she says, you know, for what I'm owed, basically. Why is that? Does she know? Well, yeah, I'll speculate further on that in the next episode. But, um, and then he says, you know, Obi says says to Owen, you know, thank you, Owen. I didn't do it for you. Just walks off. Mm. Really tense. Even Mm. though we know Uncle Owen doesn't die and he doesn't necessarily, we don't think he hands over Owen, uh, Obi-Wan. It's still a really cool, tense standoff. I really, like you said up top about not making the notes, in that scene, you know, I was glued. I was like, Ian, I was like, where's this going to go? And I really like that, that standoff. And it goes to show that, you know, because Obi-Wan's watching all of this, isn't he? And it goes to show he also, he's watched a lot of things now. For 10 years, he sat by and watched just like in that opening scene, there's the guy getting mugged off by his his employer. Yeah, he's not getting paid enough money. He's like, please, I have a family. Duke gets pushed to the ground. Can't do anything. And and this guy's like, what you know? What are you going to do about? It? What do you want to say anything to Obi to 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 Kenobi? And he just kind of like cracks on with it. Do you know what I mean? And it, it, that's that not only shows restraint, but I think again. It is a defeated man. It's a man who's like, I can't believe this is what's going on right now. This was a guy on the Jedi Council. On the Jedi Council. He wasn't. There were were thousands of Jedi. Thousands of Jedi. And it's easy to maybe think, oh, well, there's maybe 20 of them, 25 of them, just the ones we saw in the prequels or in Sith or whatever. And it wasn't. There there was loads more. Kenobi was up high that's that's why that kind of guy searching for for him knew who he was and maybe kenobi didn't know who he was yeah yeah it it was going one way so i saw a lot of that that once again in that scene kenobi could have done something to stop it maybe but he couldn't and he didn't yeah no you're right and when he when he does see nari the jedi in the in that nighttime scene you know nari's like help us out and he's like look the fight is done we lost 
stay hidden, take your take your lightsabers and bury them in the sand. Get out of here, basically. He could have helped Nari in that moment. He could have helped that that his colleague up top when he wasn't getting paid enough. He could have helped him then. But he knows that he is bound by his duty, of which he made nine uh, ten years prior on, on Polis Massa just after the twins were born he can't mm. he's got this is mm. what he's got to do and he, and and, and what adds to that obviously the fall of the republic the fall of the jedi to him the death of his brother anakin he doesn't know what happens to the other jedi i'm a, i don't know if he's been communing with yoda at all he says he's going to teach him how to commune with qui-gon but you know were mm. they in constant communion? the guy's a loner the guy's been stuck with his own thoughts in a cave for a decade he's going to be an absolute like pieces like refracted man and you and you can tell that he is and i and i and i love 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 how they show it in in this moment and we but we we do get the change up now we start to see the cracks appear the next thing we see is i've put Mm. the note is it just says bail organa exclamation mark our boy jimmy smiths he's standing there on the platform he's like yeah i love you i love bail and jimmy smiths and it's a meeting of the of the Organas and the rich and the famous from the galaxy. We get to see Leia's family and her her cousin's an absolute punk who tries yeah. to belittle her, but she <laughs> she floors him. She body slams and gives him the people's elbow. Um, yeah. The people's she, elbow. She, she, she does. But we find out in this in this moment that Bail is you know a really loving father, as is Bray her, her mother. But Bail takes it to one side and he's like, look, I wanted to chase Pergil, which is a cool little reference to Rebels as well. At one point mm-hmm. in my life and. He says, "Look, you are an Organo. It's what's in here? You'll be the best senator of 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 all time because of your thoughts on being a senator. But you've got to do what's right. You've got to go and apologise to your cousin. And we get a really nice Brilliant. scene between the two of those, which Brilliant. is then obviously intercut with the fact that Vect Nokru, the bounty hunter, who's played by Flea from the Red Hot Chili Peppers, oi, oi. is waiting to nab her. Well, you know what I really loved in that scene with Bale and and." Bale. And Leia was the it, it, you, you you can kind of relate it to the sequels where they, one of the key themes to the sequels is identity, family, and kind of bloodlines, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. And then how how Ray kind of is something, but but in in her heart, everything about her isn't that; it's something else. And it's the same here, isn't it? Everything about her is an Organa, right? And I think there's that, that that was nice, like oh yeah, poetry. It rhymes. It all rhymes. So yeah, that was nice. I I, I liked that little tidbit. But once again, loved it. Loved it. It's great to see old uh, old Jimmy Boy back yeah. playing the role. After when was the last time we saw him? Rogue, Rogue was it one. Rogue One? Yeah, Rogue Rogue, Rogue One was Rogue the first one. time when he came out and he's he knows about the and Mon and Mon Mon Mothma asks him about the Jedi, his Jedi friend. Um, but yeah, it's great to see. It's great to see Jimmy Smith. I, 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 they can't. They wouldn't recast. But I do love seeing him in Revenge of the Sith, and now knowing that he ten years later, this is where he's at, and then a few years later, he's in Rogue One, and then a few years later, he's in the New Hope in pieces as he's blown up on Alderaan. I love yeah. that evolution of the character. But um, <laughs> <laughs> that's evolution. the only thing. That's the only thing now with characterizing people on Alderaan is like, well. We, you we know, know what happens to you know where they end up i reckon at one point in the in in the future we'll get a scene uh, of like on alderaan of you know people looking up and seeing it so they can make that even more impact well there's a short story in the certain point of view book which is what wicked good it's bonkers good which is 
on Alderaan as they're looking up and seeing a Death Star, so you get an idea. But I'd love to see it in like some sort of live action setting. But um, yeah, so Le- Leia's caught. The bounty hunters are after Leia. We don't know who sent them at the minute. We do find out in a minute. But but Flea's there. She gets caught and she's captured. And o- and Obi Wan, how does he communicate with Bail? Well, he's got a well, it must be encrypted comms device. And as soon as it starts beeping, he knows something's up that is only going to go off in an emergency mm. they, they ask for his help and they're saying look yeah you got to look after the boy but what about your duty to his sister she's as important and this bit like you're talking about a broken defeated man when he says to them his final words were i'm not who i used to be find someone else like, wow yeah this is your friend yeah. and you know anakin's daughter you're talking about and he's just like you know yeah no get someone I mean, else to do your job they are kind of like family. They know? are. And once again, that is the, that's the key theme of Star Wars here is family, family relationships. And yeah, in, in this instance, he's kind of just, cut, again, cut himself off. Like with the Force, he's cut himself off r- with with any kind of relationships. Yep. You know, and it, it makes sense. But we're now seeing this journey of this character and almost – like a redemption. That's how, that's where I feel this series is potentially going like a redemption because yeah, maybe he, he, he still has that faith, but you can have faith, but without actually things to go along with this faith yeah. or, a, or a stronger faith, then it's almost as bad as not having any faith at all. And that's kind of what I get from this. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm, li- I'm, I'm, no, I'm, I'm listening. Yeah. I'm enjoying this. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm here in growth watching you. <laughs> I hear, I, because I, we can see each other, guys. Yeah, I, I see you. like Matt's eyes staring at me. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. Keep going, please. <laughs> Don't stop <laughs> on my behalf. Um, yeah. No, you're right. Redemption, I think, is the key we're going for. Look at Obi, o- Obi. Um, look at old Ben or Obi <laughs> in, of course, the Nexus in Rebels. He he seems to be very much at peace with himself and his purpose. And of course, in A New Hope. He's very much is he's he's still the same guy we saw in Rebels, but you know there's a glint in his eye and a cheekiness to him. Um, how does he get from where he is here, telling the Organas to get lost, basically, to mm. Harry's in Rebels and a new hope a year later? I think we're going to see that in the next five episodes. I think we're going to start to see that change, and something yeah. needs to happen, and something does happen, unfortunately, in the form of not Cal Kestis but Nari. He's been killed by the Inquisitors in some way. I'm guessing just with a lightsaber, and he's hanging on this place. He's not. He hasn't been. He's not being hung or hanged, but <laughs> he's, he's been hung up. Yeah. He's not got the noose. Yeah, he's around he's, him. He's like hung up in one of these like They're baby ch- bouncers. <laughs> I, I can't. Him. I can't lie. I was like, okay, all right. I see you, Disney. I see you, Lucasfilm. You know, making it just like slightly more palatable for people. It's yeah. I, I see. This is, a, this is a twelve plus. I think this episode was, which I think they're going to be. Mm. Well, the first, this one was, I think later on, they're going to go up to 14, I've heard, but just from the, the, wow. um, so this is a 12, wow. not hanging, but he's been hung up in his baby bouncer. He's dead clearly. And Obi-Wan sees him and he knows he could have, like the guy at the, his colleague at the meat factory, he could have helped Nari, but didn't. And look what's happens, you know, not, you know, indirectly possibly, but because of that inaction, somebody is died and the jedi have been mm. humiliated again in front of the the these locals and it's you know it's a, it's a gruesome scene in terms of like what's actually happening like a, just a corpse hung up for everyone to see 
But Obi-Wan, he knows at a moment, look, I could have helped here. And yes, last night I got the message from my mates that Leia's in trouble. But then Bail Organa is in the cave. He gets there, you know, and I love the fact that we don't see him get there. I don't care how he got. I don't need to know, like, oh, how did he get past the um, security? How did his ship fly? Who cares? He's in the cave. Mm. The, little, the droid's got its, gl- its glowing red, his little um, security droid. He knows someone's in there, and it's big boy Bale, and he's saying, look, move on from the past. You couldn't save Anakin, but you can save her. Of course, yes. Bale's the only one who knows who her is, who what her relationship to Annie is. Yes. And that, that is what uh. I love. And he's like, she's on Dayu. What are you going to do? Look, I'm here now, mate. Say it to my face, basically. Yeah. <laughs> Tell yeah. me you're not going to do it now. Perfect. Perfect way to wrap up the first part. Perfect way to wrap up the first part. Loved it. Absolutely loved it. Because once again, like I said, it's, it, the, the faith is there. He just needed someone to prod at it. He needed someone to come along and go, no, come on. You know you can do better. You know you are better. And you know beyond what what this is right now we know what the plan is we all know bale's on it you know bale, well, we know that bale's part of the rebellion yeah yeah we know he's part of this but it takes time so many people have such little patience i feel like we can all actually learn from this and that yes these, these building blocks sometimes take years maybe decades to do you know, things don't happen overnight. Well, remember, and- Bale's a senator as well. He's a, he's in yeah. the Galactic Senate re- representing Alderaan, whilst also moonlighting. He's also undercover as like one of the key members of the rebellion. So it's not like he's yes. just sitting there playing daddy. He's having to play more than one, have more than one alter egos at the same time. And, and you know, I- Kenobi's saying, I'm not the guy I used to be. And, ba- and uh, Bale's probably yeah. thinking, dude, you know, I'm in this as well. And you see that you see that like earlier on, someone's like, "Oh, because um, Bale's complaining about like the slave trade, yeah, oh, and, man, yeah. and a use of slavery in the Galactic Empire." And this guy's like, this other dude, this other schmuck's here, like saying, "Yeah, well, I'm not here to talk about like freeing slaves or nothing." And I'm like, my gu- my guy's about to say something, and it's his wife who's like, "Hang on, go have a drink, slow down, not now." You need to choose your battles to win the war. Because she knows what's at stake here as well. And, that, and this is it. Everybody yeah. knows. And I think that's kind of what, to me, he was get, trying to get across to old Ben is that I know you've been through the ringer and this won't be easy, but yeah. we're all in this together. We're doing our part. However, this, this almost transcends that because our little girl has been taken. We don't know where and by whom and for what purpose, but we do know who she is. And he says that to Obi-Wan, you know, if they find out who she is, not just Leia, but the daughter of Anakin Skywalker. We cannot have That's this it. happen. And I, I thought that yeah, yeah, that was a fantastic way. Something needed to happen to get Obi Wan off planet. We've been we've been speculating for years. What would it take to get Obi Wan off planet to um, distract him or di- di- defer him from his one goal, his one focus of watching Luke? Of course, now it makes so much sense. But you know, it's yes. it something happens to Leia. And the bounties, the bounty hunters have got her. They smash up Lola, and I thought you, you're going to get it for that. But it's <laughs> Reva, it's Reva who sent them because she knows that Obi Wan fought alongside Bail Organa. So there's that connection, and she says he will come. Trust me. And yes. and and, yeah. and he does. So what does he do? He goes into the desert, like he told Nari. He begins to dig, and there's not just one lightsaber in that box, mate. There's two. It's Obi Wan's lightsaber. <laughs> And Anakin's lightsaber have been buried in the sand. Finally, we get that, the memes come to life. They've buried Anakin's lightsaber in the sand. Uh, yeah. I hate sand. 
but then he bought he boards a starship and he's got his lightsaber on and we get the moment where the the, the like the, the ticket checker the ticket clerk is saying you're coming on that but like how what once again i've got to i've got to interject there mate because Please. the lightsaber thing it almost just it adds to the sequel law yeah boy because <laughs> you saw that too because yeah i did because like ray does that and Me? she's burying the lightsabers and there's i know jj and chris have come up because i've struggled with that kind of idea you know i've struggled with like what why why did they do that what's the point in that and i know there's like kind of this oh yeah returning the twins back together bloody bloody blah but then in universe i think that it could be that yeah like obi-wan's done like from his from his point of view like he's done he's he's probably not going to need that ever again until he maybe gives it to Luke. Maybe yeah. they you bury the lightsabers. Maybe it's rich, some kind of ritual that you bury the lightsaber for the next generation to use. Something, also, something like that. And there's, I, also I, the need, there's also the fact that he has to bury it just so nobody finds it on him. So of, there's that as well. But Of course. Of course. But it's it, all... Yeah. It all it all relates to each other. That's what I got from it anyway. Yeah. Loved it, mate. What, what a cracking start to the series. Mate, this is a oh, very, but, very strong start. We said yesterday in our day one celebration recap, um, we weren't going to listen to, and neither of us did. We didn't listen to the John Williams uh, score. Didn't listen to it. You, so did, did you pick, what did you think of? Because I think this is like pretty much last point now. What did you think of the music? In I this? thought the music was very good in this. Um, yeah. Natalie Hulk's music worked well, I think, in the... Um, in the uh, main bulk of the episode, because of course that's then interjected with John Williams, Obi-Wan scene, which I thought was really nice. It was, I, I didn't know mm. what to expect. I was thinking, is it going to be kind of bomb, like hopeful, like the force theme, which is, but which is also tinged with sadness and tragedy or, or but it's something, it's something totally different. We get it's, it felt like a, like a repressed heroism in this um, spit of music. There was, it felt like, was just waiting to burst open and to give us that epic maybe we'll get that in the last episode maybe we get that redemptive art maybe obi-wan's score theme will suddenly rise um yeah. like what the like how they use Ray's theme throughout the sequels where it got more and more heroic but mm. i i really like i liked it i really did like it and and i think natalie holt's score was was good it wasn't intrusive it didn't take me out of it um yeah i i liked it and i re- and i was just so pleased to get big boy john williams one, I assume, because we keep saying this, but one last piece of Star Wars music from John Williams, and if, if it doesn't evolve into something grander, in it like more heroic, I don't care because I liked what I heard. What about you, mate? Yes, I liked it. I liked it, but I don't think it stood out to me. I think it's yeah. going to stand out to me as time goes. It's, but I think you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, that's been. I think that's like the the, the piece of music from john williams that's like I, I that's really resonated with me since the disney purchase was ray's theme yeah like when i heard ray's theme i was like wow that's 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 different and i i, I, I memorized it almost instantly whereas with this i haven't quite got that yet i'm sure like i said i'm sure it will come um same thing happened with rogue one the end of rogue one michael giacchino is i i know oh. dude i i see matty boys like freaking out right now dude, i know phenomenal on, but at first, it didn't really, and I think that's because, movie. like, yeah, because there's so much going on. There's so much going on in 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 the uh, film, and in this case, the debut episode. Matty boy, should we go to scores for Obi Wan Kenobi 
I think we one. should, but just for the sake of balance and also to uh, to kind of let our scores have that extra round. Was there anything that you weren't as keen on? I know we've kind of mentioned things here, but was there anything that kind of stood out? Like, you know what? That wasn't great or that was a gripe. Um, I think major. I think I've mentioned them from part one. I think I've mentioned them. Like Sorry, it, okay. it's some of the landscape, you know, CG. Um, was there anything else? No, I think, I think that's it. I think I bought into it. There, there, there are times where I think, like I said, Reva, there's something about her where you're like, oh, not palatable. There's something about this character that's not palatable. I think that is by design. Yeah. But I, once again, I can't help but sit there sometimes and think, oh, flaming hell, like calm down. <laughs> like, <laughs> so, but we'll get to that because we've got part two coming. And I think, um, I think that comes out more in that, in that episode. So, uh, yeah, overall though, thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed this. Fantastic. What a entry. King. The only thing mm. that stood out to me, and this is really, really, this is this is Star Wars YouTube nitpicky. But when uh, <laughs> when when Leia was climbing the trees in Alderaan, I thought it just looks like the woods around the corner from my house. Which is, you know, I mean, trees are trees, aren't they? Woods are woods. Like, you could say the same yeah. about indoor, but I don't know. There's something about like the indoor, the I can't think what they're called, the Californian redwoods or whatever. Well, like they look otherworldly right. because they're about a mile tall. Yeah, I was that's like, right. Yeah, that, that tree looks like the one I took my kid up the other day, but. It, Again, that is kind of like I've got to find. I've got to find something here. I've got to find something. Other than that, mate, yeah, a few landscape issues here and there. Um, no issues with the performances, not the music um, or the story. The way that the story started and finished, and how we progressed, are very, very happy of it. So um, yes, yes. Are we doing Absolutely. out of ten? We do. We always do it out of ten, don't we? We mate? we, so, we always do it out of ten. Ten ponder babbers. Ten um, ponder babbers, mate. Ten ponder babber arms, which Kenobi cuts off. You go first. I go first. You go first. You go first. You go okay, first. Right. We usually we usually go Bly first. Yeah, uh, I'm going to give this the the part one of Obi Wan Kenobi, an eight ponder babbers out of ten ponder babbers. <laughs> That's what I'm going to give it. Eight you know, babbers. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm going to give it. What about you, mate? What are you saying? Part one, I'm going. I'm ste- steaming in with a big nine out of ten, Ooh. because there wasn't really anything wrong with it. Did you know? I mean, it wasn't yeah. really anything wrong with it. We we got we we, we immediately found out where Obi Wan's head was at. We found out what the Inquisitors are up to. Um, we 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 got that friction between Reaver and the other ones, so we know already that there's an issue. We, we, young Leia was introduced, so we've got the reason for Obi Wan to go off planet. Sold nothing yeah. really that much in this, which yeah. irked me at all. I, I was. I was in, mate. So eight out of ten, nine out of ten. It's a good start. It's a good start. And, and as per usual, we will do this for every episode. But then by the end of the series, we'll see what the average is, um, mate. Part two. Let's let's take a break. Let's go. Let's go get a cup of tea, and then we'll be back and we'll talk part two. I'm off to the toilet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that too. So we're going to take a quick break here to thank our sponsor for this episode, smugglerscrate.com. Smugglers Crate is the ultimate Star Wars mystery box. They're different to other crate providers because it's for Star Wars fans and by Star Wars fans. And that right, May boy. That is right, my man. I recently got a Smuggler's Crate box as a gift for my family, and I was genuinely blown away by the quality. 
I genuinely love this, and I'm not just saying that, mate. Okay, so tell me more about it, mate. Tell the world about it. What was so spicy about this smuggler's crate? I'll tell you and I'll tell the world all about the spice. My crate had a selection of Black Series and Lego items, exclusive artwork, stationary sets, and loads more officially licensed products. But that's not all that Smuggler's Crate do. No, no. They offer a one-off crates, a monthly crate subscription, three months prepay, and a one-off gift box. The best part of all of this is they ship worldwide. That's always been a pet peeve of mine, mm-hmm. is going to see a crate provider and they don't ship to like the UK or something. So that's a huge win. So every Smuggler's Crate comes with five to seven exclusive Star Wars items. There is no commitment. You can cancel any time. The value in each box is over £30 or US dollars. The first box ships in only two to four days and the great news is that you two can get your hands on a smuggler's crate with this exclusive discount code only available to star wars sessions listeners use the discount code star wars sessions no spaces star wars sessions to get 15 percent off plus two bonus items on all boxes it's absolutely worth it and it's that easy so go to smugglerscrate.com and now back to the show We are back on the Star Wars Sessions Obi-Wan Kenobi recap. We are fully refreshed. We are fully stocked up on caffeine or other drinks of choice. And we are ready to discuss Obi-Wan Kenobi Part 2. Of course, if you've been living under a rock, this was released at the same time as Part 1. Hence why we're doing two in one go. And as per Part 1... Spoiler warning. We have to do that because there may be someone who just didn't hear it for the first one who will get angry at us. Spoiler warning for part two. We're going to dive straight in. We both very much enjoyed part one. Luke gave it an eight. I gave it a nine. Lukey boy, I'm going to ask you the question I asked you in episode one. Part two, was this... Another happy landing. What did you think? Oh, not good. (laughs) I can't get... I'm never... That is never going to get old. (laughs) Uh, overall my boy overall i think we've got another happy landing Ooh. so we're not i think we do i think we do i think we do um uh, do i have some issues with it yes we're gonna get stuck into them we're gonna get stuck into them overall really again really really enjoyed this i mean it, it's obi-wan kenobi dude <laughs> come <laughs> there's, on there's that, yeah and there is that mate there's there is this just kind of gravitational pull in this in these episodes and it is that we're seeing obi-wan and you know there's that bias we all have biases and i've got that prequel bias because i'm a prequel boy (laughs) i'm a filthy prequel boy and i'm happy i'm not i'm not ashamed to say it i'm not ashamed to say it that's what What, what about you mate boy what are you saying you 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 thinking it's an another happy landing or it's, it's another Not happy good. landing. It's another happy okay. landing. Um, I don't think it's as mm. strong as the first episode, I don't think. Um, mm. I thought the first one was very, very, very good. Now we're getting yes. into more of the the meat in the stew. So we're finding out the story's progressing now. Remember, this is only six episodes, so we're already part way through already with, with part two. So it's got to get going now. But no, I did I like it? Yes, I did. I did like it. Were there, were there you know issues? Of course there were. 
we'll get into that either as we go along or, or at the end but we will mention yeah. them star wars sessions will always only ever be honest whether we love it hate it ambivalent whatever but i did like this episode don't take my um words as anything other than yes i did when i was watching it i was in but um well, well, let's get into it mate we, we, we're in Dayu, so um your move what did you what, what what makes you you know what are you saying about it and you said it's good you said you've got mm. it's got issues but overall you liked it what is it about this one flipping love Dayu, hong yeah. kong in star wars yes yeah, i loved man. it mate i thought it was i thought it was sick i thought it was sick dude we see a retired clone trooper oh mate when you hear tim Werder's voice that's like yes this is and i love the way i love the framing of it where you don't see you don't see the person but you hear the voice so for that kind of yeah. second or two you're thinking who is it you know could it be yes is it rex could it be cody could it be anyone but it, as far as we're aware it's just a retired veteran as he calls himself but how's that for a callback how's that for a a throwback which makes all the sense in the world because obi-wan's probably thinking i wonder like how my guys are doing i wonder how cody's doing i wonder if how you, rex is doing you remember the last time you saw a clone well firstly they they just they shot they killed the jedi they massacred them they shot him yep. down an utapal so i kind of took his look as almost firstly like oh wow a clone secondly you know i haven't seen one of you guys in a long time and thirdly the last time i saw you guys you you destroyed the order you know does it, there's that kind of uh, in my head it, there was this kind of moment where he thought oh no does he does he recognize me does he know who i am is he going to you know continue order 66 or that there, there, there was a lot of layers to that one scene other than just a cool nostalgia vibes to it yes absolutely absolutely and it's just i've always said right i've wanted to see more planets in Star Wars, yes. we've seen, we've now been, we've been, we were obviously on Tatooine. We were on Alderaan. Cool. Really different. Uh, we wanted different. We got different. We haven't really seen Alderaan, really, have we? Before? No. We no, we've not. And now we're on Dayu. And it's like, yeah, that's exactly what I want, what I wanted. Another cityscape planet, because there's loads of cities in the world. There's going to be lots of city planets, big city planets in Star Wars as well, beyond just Coruscant. And I loved that it had its own flavor. I loved that there's a lass, a wee lass that comes up to Kenobi and is like, do you want to buy some drugs? Yeah. <laughs> you know, do you want to buy some spice? Keep it real. And yeah. And he's like, no, but you can help me. And <laughs> yeah. I, I liked it, man. I liked it. Yeah. I, I think, um, again, it just had this episode just has a lot of things in it that I'm like, Oh, that's interesting. It adds to the law. Um, and obviously Kenobi gets approached by another e- a y- youngling, another young, um, young person. And, and they're like, Oh um, yeah, I know who can help you. There's this Jedi. Yeah. And I'm thinking oh, another one at that point. I don't know about you. Did you think that? I was like, are you joking? We're seeing another Jedi in the space wonder, of like, because the way he's mm. like, Oh, he, uh, he kind of came out of known. He's like, if you want help, I know a Jedi, um, which is probably not the best thing to shout on a crowded street when they are, you know, still being mm. hunted. But, um, no, I did kind of think, well, who is it? You know, I get, I, your mind immediately thinks yeah, who they, they've just brought back a clone troop. Who, you know, is it going to be somewhere? Is it going to be like a Quinlan Voss or, you know, or mm. God forbid, like Mace Windu, but you know who mm. you know who could they bring back? And 
you know, they again, they, they, they kind of pull the rug under us, don't they, from under us. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Because it's not. It's, uh, <laughs> it's, not. it's Kamal, Kamal Nanjiani. Yes, Kamal Nanjiani. And he is, I knew it, like, not being funny, I knew it from the get-go. Like, as soon as this guy, like, the, there's this, like, mother and son, and they're walking in, and then this guy's, like, yeah, putting the shutters down. You can tell, but, like, the shutters go down. It's like, yeah, that's not the force. <laughs> you can tell. This is a gimmick. It's like a garage door. What an awesome idea. What an awesome concept for a scene and a character. That would be, like, the last thing the odd guess i think when we were like doing the kind of preliminary episodes where we saw the trailer or we saw the the cast announcement for kenobi yeah. last person last thing i think i would have thought of is a guy pretending to be a jedi yeah, it, like rinse money off of vulnerable families yeah. as well which obi ain't happy about but um but that yeah. happens the it guy happens. is called harja estri harja um is Kumail's character and I couldn't I couldn't I didn't rewind this moment I wish I had done now but when he when he walks in for the first time you see him it looks like there's a lightsaber hanging down from his belt I think I, I can't I can't be sure but it in my head did did that become like his com link or am I making that up because you see something hanging from his belt which looks like a lightsaber so you're like oh it is a mm. Jedi I should have rewound it because then he has this comedy, you know, he mind tricks the guard and Obi sees through it straight away you know the guard is in on this um, and Kaja uh, Kumail is, he's not mind tricking anyone. Do you know what, mate? I, d- I don't even know if I clocked that, to I be honest. He had something like metallic yeah. hanging down, which is clearly, you, you see that in a guy in a robe, like, oh, lightsaber. But I, yeah. I don't, I, somebody out there listening, please let me know, because I mean, I'll go back and listen in a minute, watch in a minute, but by then the recap will be out. So, um, yeah. <laughs> did it transform into a com link? Because if so, that's very funny. Um, but he's, you know, he mind tricks, mind tricks the guard basically to take the woman's credits. What we, what, what he, he helps the woman and child get off the planet. So in that sense, that's honourable. But he also rinses them of all of their cash. So um, we've seen characters like this, like DJ in the Last Jedi, these kind of like dishonourable rogues who we think are doing what's right for the for for the galaxy, but they're doing right by themselves in the end of the day. And mm. Harja mm. is very much like that. He's, you know, he's helping out like DJ did, but at the same time, he's also, he's like Han, he's in it for the money. But what I liked was when Obi-Wan came out of the corner and he, he plays along, he goes, oh, you're a Jedi. Oh yeah, teach me things. And then out of nowhere, he just pulls a blaster on him. You know, he's a guy, this, you know, that, that, that took me by surprise because, you know, firstly, so uncivilized, but we'd never yeah. see Obi-Wan in the prequels or, or in A New Hope or Rebels. You know, grab somebody and pull a blaster on them and like cold them at gunpoint. Now, that kind of like that took me by surprise at the sheer kind of uh, rush of it, but the bluntness of it as well. Yes, yes, it was. It was spicy. <laughs> it was so spicy. The encounter was spicy, and I think again, Obi Wan knows he can probably sense anyway. Like pretty much from when he walks well, in the yeah. room, he's thinking, "Huh, what's?" What's happening here? Like this guy, he, yeah, he's a trickster, you know, he's a con artist. And that's, that's, that is what he is. But I liked it because it's something we've not seen and it makes sense, especially in that kind of gritty urban environment. You now people getting taken advantage of people taking advantage yeah. made a ton of sense. Um, but it doesn't take super long for our boy to 
figure out eventually where Leia is, right? It doesn't. It doesn't take crazy long. Um, no, they're not messing around this episode. This one is forty-four minutes, or about it's about forty minutes long. This episode, so you've got maybe ten minutes less to tell your story. And he's he he does ask Harja. He does say like, "Where is the girl? I'm looking for a girl. Where is she? You know, yeah. If I if I you're, he says yeah, you're a rat, but what I know is rats know the sewer. So there, there's your explanation as how we got there. He he asked Harja, "Where where is where would this girl be? Where is she? Or where would she most likely to be?" Off screen, he tells him, "Fine, great." He gets he gets himself there, and he goes to a spice den, spicy with a little gas mask. That's on. right. He yep. goes spice den because originally I thought it was a bar, but it's a, they, they're cooking up that spice, and he um, causes a distraction, steals a key card, and moves along. And this is where we see him get into into his first real bit of action. He gets into a fist fight with a Zabrak and another goon on the street, and um. He, I think this is the one where he punches the guy in the face. He's like, ow! Like in Revenge of yeah. Zip, and he kicks Grievous's leg. But yeah. I love that because, like you said in our part one recap, mm. you know, this is a guy who's cut himself off, um, not just from the force, but almost from reality. I mean, this he's he's forgotten how to fight. He's forgotten what it feels like to throw a punch and be involved well, not, in he, anything. He's probably not needed to. But of course, right? exactly. Yeah, his body yeah. almost like the muscle. There's no muscle memory. His body's reverted back to something it hasn't been for generations. Maybe it's just yeah. he is a yeah. man. He's just a guy, and um, I, I quite I quite like that. And you know, and then he again aggression. He grabs one of the goons. He's like, "Where's the girl?" But the way he says it, like, "Where's not quite Kylo Ren? What girl?" But you know, "Where's <laughs> the girl?" And like, Obi's not messing around. You know, he's, he's, he, <laughs> look at that, look at that. Team. I'm wearing a Kylo T-shirt at the moment. Kylo Ren, <laughs> representing. Um, yeah. But he, yeah, he's like, "Where's the girl?" So we're finding, you know, he's getting to where he needs to be quick enough. I don't need to see every step of the way and how he got there. And I don't need to see the bounty hunter telling him, well, if you take two rights and a left and go down that freeway, you'll get there. I don't care. He asked somebody where, where to get, where to go. The next scene, he's there. Works perfectly for me. Uh, I, you know, I don't, I don't care about anything else, but he falls into this ploy by the hunter, bounty hunters. He thinks he's found Leia and it's just a droid in a, in a robe. And I, I, I get, and I like, I liked that. Like when it comes to taking a beating, he's not quite switched on. You know, this is all too easy, surely. And then, you know, he gets a beating, doesn't he, from the bounty hunters? Yeah, yeah. And my guy, like you said, I, I actually thought that was like the perfect combination of comedy and like your heart just goes out from a little bit. It was just, it was. Like, do you know what? We've not said it yet, but. We're going to say it now. It was perfectly well executed. Let me grab my drink. Mm. Coffee. Mm. You grabbed a coffee then. Good cup Half of coffee. You got the little R two D two mug. Yeah, I know. I got some, for, for those got for those some. listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or any podcast provider, here's my mug. <laughs> there it yeah. is. There, but listen, I got this from Star Wars Celebration London in 2016. Oh, well, hopefully it comes back to uh, London relic. sometime soon. Hopefully, if it does, mate, that event is ours. This is a relic from a bygone era. Um, yeah. So hopefully it comes back. If it does, we'll let you know. But um, yeah, you're right. The scene that the... Oh, he's got cookies as well. I got come to the dark triple side. chocolate yeah. cookies. Do you know what I'm going to do? Mm. Once this recap's done, story to digress, I'm going to go down Costa and get like a big old fat off that cinnamon bun as well. Mm. Um, I've got a free coffee waiting. But yeah, you're right. Good the call. comedy in this scene is, is, is great. And the comedy in the kind of the level of action as well when uh, the bounty hunter whose name has completely gone off the top of my head now, the one played by, um, what's his name? Uh, Flea. 
uh, I can't think of his name now, but he, he's, he's says, you know, oh, look, you're, you're just a bloke. You're just a guy. You bleed. You know, and we're like, well, how is Obi-Wan going to get out of this now? We know Reva's coming because at this point we haven't mentioned as well. Yeah. Reva has be Reva has, she's there. She has, um, gone against the inquisitors once again. Um, or she's, she's almost going to, isn't it? That's actually the next part, but, um, Reva's nearby because we see her. She's on planet. She knows Obi-Wan is on Dayu because she knows Leia's on Dayu because the bounty hunters have told her that. So we know Reva's coming. We, uh, at this point, Obi-Wan's like pinned up against a wall, getting beaten up by some goons. But, um, he, he drops, you know, it's a one liner from Obi-Wan, but this is a very action hero one liner. He drops the spice on the floor, which we know from the girl on the street. She said, you know, couple of tits of this and you'll forget anything yeah it's an it's going to incapacitate them and he yeah. drops it and he says well every, everybody bleeds and it's like a very kind of action hero one-liner which is different very- to kind of comedic one-liners we get yeah but but that is kenobi that is prequel kenobi so right there He's coming back Right there, that is so Kenobi prequel era. Um, yeah, fantastic, fantastic. Really, really enjoyed. They it. Escape, we, we, you've mentioned him already. We see a lot more of Flea, you know, Red Hot Chili yes. Peppers dude in this episode. Um, what, what do you think? What do you think of him? You, you think he he suits the Star Wars universe? Uh, Vect Nokru, his name is Vect. Um, yeah, right. they've you know, uh, I, <laughs> I can't lie. When I saw Flea in a spy stream late in the episode, I thought, I, I'm not surprised he knows how to act that out. Um, yeah, his rock and roll lifestyle, you, but I think yeah. he, he looks, he fits. They've obviously, you know, they've they've dirtied him up a bit, and the the, the wardrobe they've given him it works. So I don't think he's had that. He's had you know a level of acting experience before, and he, I mean, he's playing a bounty hunter in Star Wars. He doesn't need to be grade A. I think he's fine. It, it didn't take me out of it, the fact that it was Flea, because he does have this kind of, he does have a gritty look to him, which fits that character of Vect yeah. very well, I think. Definitely. Definitely. Definitely has that kind of look to him. Yeah, I think, I actually think he was a, he was a good casting uh, for this role. Um, right. So, right. He, anyway, Obi-Wan ends up grabbing Leia, right? He finds her. He's like, right, we need to get out of here. And we are getting all kinds of sass from little baby Leia. I love it. And I'm here for it. I'm here for it. it feels is like she, she does show um, a kind of arrogance that goes along with her intelligence. Mm-hmm. And um, age as well. And age as well. It's, um, it's, really, it's really fun to see. It's really fun to see. And I was alluding to this in the last episode, but just seeing more of like Kenobi with this young Leia, I can't help but love the dynamic. I think it is beautiful. I do think it is gorgeous. It's a really, really nice dynamic. Did you get that vibe? No, no, yeah. Vivian Lyra Blair, she was in Bird Box a few years back with Sandy B. Sandra Bullock on Netflix. She's very good in that. Um, Oh, was she? That's the... Yeah, I know the one. And she's very good in this. But yeah, the dynamic is great. In any um, form of uh, art, whether it's TV, film, whatever, you know, there comes... There is a risk with child actors. You know, I've said it on many other shows I've done. Sometimes child actors can be a problem because... It, you know, there's an experience and there's a need to kind of settle into your surroundings. And if they're not great, it can make cause issues with the scene. However, there's no yeah. issues here with Vivian. She is great. The back and forward with Obi-Wan 
is brilliant. Like the, the, that comedy when he says, you know, you know, you know we, we need to change, but wear this. And she's, and she's looking at these kind of regal outfits. She's like, oh, can I not wear? And he's like, no, we need to escape. And he buys the cape and he's like, oh, a little green cape. And she's trying on the gloves and she, and he says, and he's, and she's on the gloves and he can see him like, no, but then, and the gloves. Is it so just buy the gloves? Um, do, do you know who I think would love this? Go on. Carrie Fisher. Oh, man. She would have laps. Oh, man. Don't say that. You'll get the old heartstrings. I do. I think Carrie Fisher would be so happy with this casting, with the way the character's written. I think that's what I think. I think you're right. And and when when Obi-Wan says, look, we're farmers from Tall and you're my daughter. And she goes, granddaughter, maybe. (laughs) What? She says, oh, nothing. I was like, it it, it works because it's Leia. Yeah. It works yeah. this layer, and yeah, their dynamic really, really works. And I'm looking forward to, I'm guessing, seeing more of them going forward in the in the rest of the series. And it's great that the series has turned a couple, a lot of theories on their head that we're not really working with Luke Skywalker here. In fact, no, we're we're seeing, we know Obi Wan's relationship with Luke. We know that already. It's 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 built into the DNA of Star Wars. What we don't know is Obi Wan's relationship with Leia pre a new hope. And we're starting to get more of that now. Um, we also, well, it's but- not, it's not something that you would necessarily think of, you know, like, no, uh, you don't because you, of what you they assume, say in a new hope. You assume Luke Skywalker, Ben Kenobi, yeah. not necessarily. And I think we may get that, but it's, it's, it's like what we said, you know, in the weeks leading up to this, it's like, yeah, there's not much that's going to take, Kenobi off planet. The only thing I can imagine, and the only thing that actually was becoming more and more obvious, was Leia. That's it. I can't really think of much else. And now we're seeing that come to fruition. It's it is lovely, and that's I think that's the best thing about this episode. I think that's the strongest thing about this episode. And there's moments in it. I, I, I was sitting there watching it right here, and I was thinking, man, what are we watching? Like this yes. is wonderful. This is really you. lovely. Mm. You don't go no, and you expect don't. him to see this. I didn't, um, but I'm so glad we're getting it because it really works. Um, I will mention Leia and Kenobi later on because I may be misunderstanding something here. But in, in this same scene, we get you know Reva, Reva, sorry. She she puts out the call for every bounty hunter to squeeze out Kenobi because the Grand Inquisitor again he is not happy with her scheming. They are they have come to die you. The, we've now got the fourth sister, I think, the one we all thought was just going to be fodder. Um, the fifth brother and the Grand Inquisitor they're, they're here. They're not happy, but he even says to her, "Look, you know what you are. You're the least of us. You know you're you're nothing. You're only here because you've got some talent. And other than that, we we boss you off." And he pretty much says to her, "You know." stand down get out of here we'll deal with you when we get back you know we to me it kind of felt like he was booting her out and that's when she's like no i'm I'm going rogue here i need this i need kenobi why we don't know yet this this is where the speculation begins why is she so desperate for obi-wan where she defies the empire does she want it so she can carry favor with vader and the emperor or is there a more personal reason that is going to be explored later down the line but this is not and this is the kind of turning point for the episode now where that call goes out to the bounty hunters the chase begins now pretty much is obi and leia we're going to say obi-wan and leia are on the run through the street through the crowded 
Um, Which looks sick. Metropolitan Which looks mental sick. streets of Dayu, man. And it, it looks one, it, and it looks crowded. We've said this before about Tatooine and other places. It, did, it looks sparsely populated at times, but whether it's, whether it's volume trickery or they had that many people on set, I think it's the former. It, they, it looks bustling. It looks crowded. It looks like a city. Yes. And it doesn't feel volumey. Does it? No, because I don't it, think so. And I was looking at it. I was like, mate, even like the pavement is wet and there's puddles. And it's like, is that a set or is it volume? I don't know. I can't you want, really tell. And that's the beauty of it. And, and do you know what, matey boy? I think you mentioned this yesterday with our celebration thing. Um, you know, aliens. We see a lot of aliens, yeah. a lot of weird aliens, a lot of dinosaur <laughs> ones too, looking yeah. aliens. They just went in. They went in, and I am here for it. There are a, there's a lot to love in this episode, and I'm I'm thoroughly enjoying. I won't lie to you, mate. I'm thoroughly enjoying just talking about this, like yeah, just it's- going over it again because it's fresh. Like we've only just seen this; it's fresh. But man, wow, what a ride! I I mean, I I still hold firm on the fact that I think the first one's better. But the more I'm thinking about it, and the more details we're getting, details, good lad. Um, I think you know, oh. like I say, that the 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 variety of aliens, like the different cityscape or in a different landscape, it were it, you know it it just adds to this world building and the law and the story they're going for here. And some of the aliens are weird, like this big like worm, kind of like a Proxima type worm thing, just look like shuffling across the street, which looked <laughs> really quite funny. But there's there's a moment here which does pay off later on. And I did, and I swear I thought this, but at one point Leia's quizzing. Uh, this is like the next sequence. Leia's quizzing Obi Wan. Basically, she's asking him questions, and uh, she's she's really showing her maturity. And at one point, Obi Wan even says, "Are you sure you're ten years old?" And it made me think, like, yes, this is Leia, but her, there's her mother in her. You know, they, they, she, mm. she's also Padme's daughter. And I, mm. I was kind of thinking, I wonder if Obi Wan is thinking that because you know he's even like he's he's so impressed of how she handles herself, and she's had the Organas. Uh, tuition and, and upbringing but you know Stone. inside her beats the heart of a skywalker and uh and a naberi um a padme so i i really like that we get like that dynamic you said is there but it's not just the jokes but it's also obi-wan what he sees in her i just want to watch it again so do i and i want to know what's next like i'm desperate i like i, I almost oh, felt like offended there wasn't part three i was I like feel annoyed, on. Yeah. i yeah. don't want to binge but i did feel like oh now i've got i've literally got like four days i've got to go work for two of those days it's and it's not even a full week mate it's not even a full <laughs> it's week four days wait it's not even four, it's barely four days because by the time we get um today out of the way it's you know the weekend's going to flow fly by a celebration we're not we're, we're eating well but still i think that's testament to how well we've uh we've received these episodes with flaws yeah. we may mention but it's got flaws end, it's, it's got it, flaws it's great but i mean harsher the bounty's out and Harja, Kumail's character, that little street urchin goes running into him and says, look, look how much money we could have made if we'd had, if we took this guy in, we had him. So Harja gets his blast and he's like, let's go, let's get him. Dude, dude, hang on. Is the footage we've seen from the trailers and the teasers? Yep. You know what I'm going to say? Are they- Pretty much. They're from episodes one and two. Other than the, other than when we go to Nur, the fortress inquisitorious. Other than that, 
That's it's right. All one and two, as far as I know, it's all That's one right. and two. We go, we we go to their Inquisitorius, and obviously like Vader getting his arms stitched back on. But otherwise, everything so far has been one and two. So, kind of makes you think without looking too far ahead. What, what, what we we know what one of the things we're getting, Daddy is going to be coming in the next few episodes, well. Daddy Vader. But does make you wonder what we haven't seen already, mate. But um, yeah, everything seems to be in these first two episodes, dude. Wow. The, the, like, the more we're just talking about it, the more I'm just like frantically kind of jumping around from scene to scene in my head. And I'm like, hang on, did that happen? Am I, mate, <laughs> am am I, I still asleep? Up? Yeah. Am I still asleep? Have I not woken up yet? You're not having a spy stream. You're, you're, you're here in the moment. You're focused, Which I didn't, you're focused on the present. I didn't sleep well last night, by the way, because oh, of this. I there was did. a lot on my mind, and and we went, we recorded late last night anyway, doing the celebration day one kind of roundup, and then we've got this. That's why I slept. This. Well. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I slept well because I, I early early start late night. I was like, you know what? Once once the episode's out, I'm going to have a kip. Um, and and I was up dead on for this, mate. Um, and I'm and you're not in a fever dream. You're not in a spy stream. You are here in the presence um yeah oh, so has gone looking for obi-wan and we're kind of thinking oh this dude this douchebag's gonna go and go dob in obi-wan and at the same time the inquisitors are looking for him now and grant the grand inquisitor says to the fifth brother kenobi's the last ember of a dying age extinguish him so mm. he's got all of the bounty hunters on Dayu, which looks like there's most of the population as a bounty hunter he's got reaver he's got all the other inquisitors chasing after him our boy is uh, he's in a bit of trouble. And then to make things worse, Leia, she sees um, like the bounty puck and sees Obi-Wan Kenobi's head. And she's like, what's going on here? Why, do, why are they chasing you? Are you, you, are you one of them? Are you, you've been sent here. Did my dad really send you this? And she doesn't trust him. She doesn't believe that he's there to help her. And then she goes off on her, on her own. And that's yeah. where and, and, and the chase is on from there, mate. Yeah, yeah, and it's all just too much. <laughs> too much. Phil. It's all just too much. Now, okay, elephant in the room. There are some moments where because Reva is running and she's doing the rooftop bad boy stunts. Yep. But then there are moments where I'm like, oh, oh, that's not. That Which don't bit? look great. Which bit? The front backward, the backward flip going forward. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, yeah, because they kind of put the shot pulled away so you could see all of it. And it was, I think it may have also been awkward framing as well. I think there's a bit of that. I think there's probably uh, only being able to work within the parameters of something like the volume and certain sets because um, indoor sets as well. Um, I think there's that. Um but also, mate, you have actors that I think can do the physical stuff. Yeah. I don't think Mo- Moses Ingram is one of those people. It's early days. It is early days. But from what I saw today, the jumping around between the buildings, the, 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 the kind of the force jumping and twisting and somersaulting. <laughs> this, force jumping. I was like, oh, that doesn't. Yeah, it took me out of it a little bit. Again, I'm just being honest. I mean, transparent. And yeah, that 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 knocked off a little bit of momentum for me where I was like, and trust me, mate, this is the character that I, you know, I don't want this character to fail. 
And I don't think, I and I, 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 I want to say, I don't think she is. I don't think she is failing. But, you know, v- admittedly, that didn't, didn't do it for me. Didn't do it for me. But that is probably one of my only criticisms, again, of this episode or these two episodes, right? Yeah. Mm, I don't know. Mo, what do you I reckon? Am I being too harsh? Am I like no, overthinking I it? So, mate. I didn't necessarily tell me. Tell see me you that. agree with me. Tell me you agree with me. <laughs> yeah, t- tell me, son. I didn't necessarily see the, the front, backwards, sideways, force flip thing. That did, admittedly, look very odd. But again, I don't know if that's down to the stunt work or the framing. The cinematographer is a dude called Chun Hung Chung, who is a bonkers good cinematographer. He's an excellent cinematographer. Um, but everyone yeah. has an off day. You know, it's, it's not just, doesn't just fall on his um, shoulders, but I do think some of it is down to the way that the scene was presented. But um, yeah, as, as for that, I mean, I've always had issues sometimes. I know we live in a, uh, a galaxy far, far away, but, you know, sometimes the, the, the force jumps take me out of it just generally anyway. Um, there's a scene in Rebels when Kanan jumps over a chasm, or I think it's Kanan. And I was like, I know it's animated, I know it's Star Wars, but sometimes I think mm, this is the easy way out. But um, I didn't really get taken out of it too much. Uh, I did think that potentially those sequences went on a little bit too long, but they did establish mm, how far oh, really? she was from the gunfight. We get to get that scene in the trailer where she's watching over and she sees the gunfight. She's She's got to get over there. So um, there's no other way to do it other than yeah, like rooftop parkour. But I didn't have any issue with the with the stunt work or how, or how it was pulled off, but I can see why you know people would look at it from a technical point of view and think they could have tweaked that. I remember I had the same issue with... Um, the English Rose, Daisy Ridley and Ray, in that in the kind of the wire work in the in the beginning of Tross when she does that fourth. That's right. It, that stood out more to me because it looked it looked like they forgot to CG the wires out and looked bad. But um, it feels I didn't a have bit, an issue with it. It feels a bit comic booky, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When when Whatever there's a bit too much of that, and the irony here is that you know yeah, I say comic booky, but I don't say prequely because mm-hmm. I think there is a look to how they do that in the prequels, you know, because that is admittedly sometimes over the top, (laughs) but there is, there is a character. There is a kind of definition to it. Um, And I'm not a stunt guy, but a stunt person could, could probably tell you that. Um, And sometimes it is just down to like timing and framing. And like like you said, the scenes, I, I noticed some of the scenes were cut short. Mm-hmm. Like I noticed that. Very choppy um, editing, yeah. Yeah, the, where, where the editing was like that, the landing probably didn't work. So that there's a bit that, where Reva's going like wall to wall to wall to wall. But it's like, yes. why that? It, maybe if you just sped that up slightly, it'd look slightly different. Yeah, so, some of that stuff, that didn't look mm. excellent for me. I mean, I, I pass it off because I'm a Star Wars fan. I'm like, yeah, they can just do that in Star Wars. And to me, that wasn't necessarily um, a Moses Ingram problem, more of a um a creative idea of let's have a bouncing off of the walls because it's similar to how they do like the wall run in uncharted and of course jedi mm. fallen order but mm-hmm. that is a mm-hmm. slower if i can say more natural way of doing it i kind of um wish they'd done that here yeah i i think i think it's something i can look past to be honest we've seen ropia <laughs> at the end yeah. of the day yeah. and she you know it's it, it, it it is in all about the execution, of course. <laughs> there we go. Let me have a drink. But mm. nice, nice. Go on. But but 
I think in this instance, it just wasn't quite there. And I hope that I hope that that is not a recurring theme. I really do. I, I hope that we, we, we don't see more naff kind of... <laughs> no, I don't want to be work. too hard. No, no, I'm looking forward to seeing what people think about this, but I, it also worries me a little bit. I'm not looking forward for, to it. For obvious reasons, for, the, for, for you know... Um, real world reasons, which you know, we're, we're not a political podcast, but you know, to call a spade a spade, that you know, I think a character uh, like Reva being played by Moses Ingram is going to experience more difficulties than than you know, um, than say Daisy Ridley, yeah, and Daisy Ridley experienced difficulties. Do you know what I mean? Just for being like female or just saying a line in a certain way, but neither, ne- nevertheless. Um, we we crack on with the recap. I, I just thought, oh man, that's a shame. Do you know, know what I mean? It's a, it's a bit like you know when England. Um, <laughs> Where are we that, going with this? <laughs> yeah, I know that's a great analogy, isn't it? You know, it's a good analogy when you start a sentence with you know with England. So you know when England lost the pe- um, penalties oh, to Italy. Italy in Euro finals oh, last year. Me. You know. Yeah, yeah, it's that feeling yeah, like mate. that. We're, we, I, I said on part one, we can only ever be honest. And that's what we are on this show. So this is your first um, experience of Star Wars sessions. Firstly, thanks. Hi. Welcome. But this is what we, we are. This is if we're here honest. Luke didn't work for you. I didn't mind it quite as much. But I, I, you know, I'm, I'm very much open to be to why it didn't work for somebody else. As long as they can back it up with constructive sh- criticism and not just shouting into a microphone. I'm here Absolutely. to listen. We take everyone's point of view. But there is a limit to that but like you say we, we move on to the recap the best part of the episode was <laughs> obi-wan fights a crocodile <laughs> the bounty hunter's basically a crocodile with a massive gun i was like this is this is just fun this is tense <laughs> this is tense i was like this guy's an actual like an actual <laughs> crocodile with a gun this is in- this is great we want new species there it is it's a crocodilian one for you there it I is have one mate that. i thought it was fun and we saw that forlom-esque droid who isn't called fall on which i know is again irked a lot of people it's um ijack i think this one's called a uh, one jack one jac one jack the fall esque joid is but um what we didn't see in the trailer was yeah we saw that there's a firefight on top of that roof which looked great you do kind of wonder how's obi-wan going to get out of this well he does it by shooting our my boy the crocodile but at the same time we don't see that he's trying to stop leia from running off and he's like he literally says almost says don't try it at one point yeah. when she's going to jump over the roof. And so we've got that as well. Like, what's she going to do? Is she going to use a force to jump over that or what? She doesn't. She tries to jump. She falls and she oh, she's going to die until Obi-Wan for the first time in a decade reaches out as strains. He's using every sinew in his body and he, and he reaches out with the force and he saves her. But don't you think that it's, magical that we know what happens we know we kind of know how this ends this series right because it is wedged between two trilogies and more content and yet we're still on the edge of our seats going what exactly a yeah what what's going to happen now what's the least to see the next episode that is a testament mate to the story to the script to Deborah Chow, the actors, everyone involved, everyone involved. And particularly with these two episodes, particularly this episode, part two, Ewan McGregor delivers again, as he does. Um, 
but the, the young Leia, what, the Blair Lady, Vivian Lawrence, what a what a little poppet, what a darling. She is fantastic, absolutely fantastic. Um, I will be shocked and in horror if like there is any backlash against her, and there yeah. shouldn't be because she is a child. And we're all better than that. But yeah. may I am I'm over the moon with the dynamic between Kenobi and, and this we lass. Honestly, mate, I I thought it was excellent. Absolutely excellent. And the way Kenobi uses the force for the first time oh, in probably man. a decade. D- a decade? Yeah, at least. At yeah. least ten years since Revenge of the Sith. But that's it now, mate. He's opened up yeah. the channel. He's opened it up. So where he's like calling out for someone like Qui-Gon and it's not working, maybe he's been trying to talk to Qui-Gon since Yoda gave him his homework and it's yeah. not worked. Yep. And he, he, cut himself but, off. but he's still, he's still trying to communicate to him. He doesn't know. You know. Yeah. He maybe what Yoda's taught him is true, but because he has shut himself off and it, it, there's prevalence for this. Again, I mentioned fallen order. There's two fallen references here. One is at, in around the same time, Sia Junda, who's in Fauna, she's a Jedi who's cut herself off from the Force because she finds it's the easiest way to evade capture. They're kind of really pushing that angle. But also the scene where Leia's falling, it reminded me of the beginning of Fallen Order where Cal Kestis saves Prowf from yes. getting eaten by that um, me too. junk Sarlacc. Um, and again, I don't think that was necessarily intentional, but I couldn't help but feel that that was... I got those big vibes from it. But yeah, those, those two are great. They are excellent together. And at that moment... Leia realizes that Ben is a Jedi. He and he is there to help. Um, the city, the city, and the port are locked down, and we, uh, we they can't get out. They're at the port. They can't get out. Leia and Kenobi are seemingly you know, stuck until one Jack, the four-arm droid, comes from behind them. But he's shot by Harja, so maybe Harja isn't a bad dude after all. And he actually well, helps Kenobi with his direction. He's like, look up there. There's a spaceport. I recognise that from the trailer. Get yourself up there. You know, I'm not a bad guy, but, you know, man's got to look after himself sometimes. That's it, man. And that's what Star Wars is ultimately about. You know, it is about redemptions and family. And we've got a character here who, like you said, you know, he's doing wrong things for the wrong reasons. He, you can you can see where he's coming from. Like with a lot of people, you can just see where they're coming from. You know, where they're coming from isn't necessarily evil. It could be just survival. It could be entrepreneurial um, ambition. It could be greed, selfishness. Yep. And, and we've all got that. But it's sometimes, you know, it takes a moment like what, what this gentleman experienced to go, nah, I'm, I'm being an idiot here. I'm being a muppet here. <laughs> and I can, I have a chance to help, and yeah. he risks his life to do that, and he's happy to do that. So the irony being is that he's pretended for years, probably, to be a Jedi, conning mm. people and helping people at a steep cost, yeah. at a steep cost. But you know, nevertheless, and he does say that to Obi Wan. Look, I helped those that they, the mother and child. I got them off world. I saved them, but at a high cost. Yeah. And it probably started out more innocently. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like with a lot of things, it started out more innocently and it got corrupted over time. And before you know, he's charging more money. That this was his chance to just try and, you know, begin to make up for that. And he did it. And I thought, again, that was like, oh, that's a nice moment. Mm -hmm. 
that's a nice little moment there. And you're seeing like the cargo sent up. Ah, mate, absolutely loved it. Um, the part shall we get as well? Should we head towards the last? I think so, yeah, we've got, scene. I think so. Before we've got to do it, we've, we've got, got to do it. You know, the Grand Inquisitor, we get the scene where is he? We find out what he's doing. He cuts Flea in half. He cuts him in half, basically. We don't see him get cut off, but he does. He bisects him across the middle because he's let Obi Wan get away. Harja then holds up Reaver in the street, which is what he says to Kenobi. I will buy you time. He, you know, it's Kumail swag. He's like, look, I'm a Jedi. You know, you're not getting past me. You know, we're doing. And then immediately she just flings him against the wall, and he's like, "Yeah, they weren't magnets, were they?" <laughs> and she, and 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 you know, she reads his mind. She does that force mind pull where she gets the information she needs. She doesn't kill him. She's not interested in him. She she she, she wants Obi Wan, but. You know, it's a, it's a fun little scene because like, in the trailer, I remember everyone was like, "Oh, is this the showdown with Obi Wan in the in the alleyway? Is that Cad Bane?" No, it's Harja pretending to be a Jedi to hold Reaver up. I love that. Everybody's grandiose, and we, we at times we are guilty of that too. Everyone's grandiose theories. Actually, you no, know, it's just a con artist holding up yeah. an Inquisitor. Um, yeah. So yeah. yeah, she she now knows where Obi Wan and Leia are heading to, and they're going to the they're going to this cargo bay. They're go, they're going to this spaceport to take the one uh the one unlicensed ship on the planet seemingly that's that's not locked down and they're going to get out of dodge and this is uh, before we get to the main moment the scene that i kind of mentioned earlier on we get here where obi-wan says to leia you know you're you're very stubborn you know cop i mean kind of looking at her as she's kind of as she's matching his wit and he said you you remind me of someone you remind me of my old friend and and leia said, oh you know what, what was he like? she said he was st- she was she was stubborn and fearless and a leader, but she died a long time ago. And Leia says, "I'm sorry." And Obi Wan says, "As am I." And I was like, "This is this is this is what we haven't had. We've had the great E.K. Johnson trilogy, but Padme's do her do now. Let's not forget that Luke and Leia have got a mother who was a senator and a queen and a fighter, a leader, a leader, a leader. which is what exactly what he's, he doesn't call her a queen yeah. or a senator, a leader and stubborn like his like her father as well, Anakin." And I love that we have that moment where she I doesn't call it aggressive negotiations. Exactly. I wish, I'm glad that they didn't drop that kind of line in, but uh, yet. But um, I like yes. that. We There's get, still time, mate, boy. There's still, There's still time, time mate. We're allowed those moments where, it, you know, yeah, yeah, he didn't say because I'm assuming that he's protecting the identity of her mother or whatever. So he just says, you remind me of someone we know as an audience who he means. And I think that's, I think that that's great. And obviously, obviously what it leads into is the big moments, but I love that kind of quiet moment before the storm. Yes. Yes. It was beautiful. And again, it's connecting up the prequels and I'm I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Is this what it, is this what it felt like for the original trilogy people to like, see stuff like the mandalorian again i don't know i don't know there's, you've got there's, to imagine some, so. there's something about it i don't know there's something about it that's just mm. it just it really really taps into a part of my heart and head um, it's done so well as well so organically like they say they didn't he didn't just say you remind me of padme and then suddenly um and then so uh, it's worse yeah sorry it's so well executed oh yeah here we go mate sorry sorry all right that my bad my bad my boy trying to stop me from having a drink i saw him i was like oh no he wants me to say it i'm getting rusty in my old age but yeah we didn't get that moment where obi-wan says you remind me of someone called 
Padme and we get a close up and the music plays and it's this kind of we don't get anything cheesy like that. In fact, it's more beautiful. <laughs> I wish you guys could have seen Matty Boy doing that. Yeah, yeah. Padme. I forget you yeah, can't see good. you can see me, but I'm glad that we didn't get those kind of like anything too on the nose. It's actually handled really beautifully. And they're keep and for the moment, you know, they're they're taking what we know from canon and they're keeping it kind of sacred. They're holding the identities and their things like that. The, the Obi Wan's being subtle when he's you know he knows his what his duty is, and I love that. But but um, yeah. Then we get into the then we get into like the finale, don't we? The final sequence, the big mm. the big boy, and um, yeah, go I'll go for it, mate. Right, you, I can see so, I can see you're you're chomping at the bit. Yeah, because Reva, I actually really Reva. enjoy Reva. I really, really like her in this in this scene. Um, I think it is a little bit. It, there's tension. There's aspects of. I, 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 I use this word loosely, but like horror. Do you know what I mean? Well, With like the lightsaber and whatnot. Yeah. It's like and, a stalker slasher kind of vibe. Yes, absolutely. Leia obviously escapes to the ship, and um, oh. Yeah, I, I love the exchange between between. Well, I say exchange. Basically, Reva just talking. <laughs> Obi Wan's hiding. Obi Wan gets his lightsaber Mate. out and ready. I was ready to defend himself, but it's not necessary just yet because old old Coned turns up. Grand Inquisitor Coned turns up and gets stabbed. <laughs> Mate, I like, what is going on here? I was sitting there thinking, uh, <laughs> I, I, I can't that. even lie. I was like, what on earth is Matt going to think of this, man? You know, what uh, on earth? You know me, mate. I, I looked at the credits. Dave Filoni is a, an advisor on this, you know, the, the man behind Star Wars Rebels. He is. He is. I also said earlier on, let's not get ahead of ourselves when we see things in the trailer, like the Grand Inquisitor's look. There's a story. There's four episodes left. I don't think I don't. I, I honestly, the first time I saw it, I immediately said, "I won't say what I said, but it went along the lines of what the heck was that? What?" But I do think that they, they you know, they'll they, yeah. he's not going to die be- unless they're so, going to pull pull so something th- out like he was a twin or something. Let's let's assume there's a, a, a which I I think it's a, probably a small amount, but there's going to be some people probably listening to this who don't know what we're talking about. Yes, yeah, right. yeah, so, yeah. So, so, Grand Inquisitor, the Conehead guy, um, or he Literally. should be Conehead, more Conehead, or you know, there's a whole debate about it. He is, as we mentioned earlier, from Star Wars Rebels, the animated show. Um, he's in season one. Yes. Um, and Main Star Wars Rebels yeah. takes place after Kenobi. Yes. And Star Wars Rebels later. is six years later. Star Wars Rebels is canon. Mm-hmm. It's great. S- so and it's fantastic strongly recommend it um but so my my guy can't die in this can can they unless they are retconning unless they're cancelling huge though if they do rebels that. Like, if they get rid of the first season entirely of and rebels. with what matty boy was saying with dave filoni being involved of course dave filoni is the the, the kind of the puff daddy of Star Wars animation. Do you know what I mean? So if he's coming in and I think it was his idea to bring like Vader into, into the, into the main, into the main yeah, story, John, right? Yeah. He was like, no, like, let, if we're going to do it, let's do it properly. And so I, I hear you, man. I can't see them 
killing off the Grand Inquisitor. That's got to be a fake out. But at the same time, though, I'm thinking, because in my head you think, oh, you know, maybe like the fifth brother's going to come and save him. But then surely the fifth brother would think, well, if this schmuck did, I can become the Grand Inquisitor now. I don't think there's any such thing as empathy in the ranks of the Inquisitors. They just they want to climb the ranks. So, I mean, hey, look, they could be playing the greatest um, bait and switch of all time. And in the next episode, Jason Isaacs is going to turn up and he's like, I was the Grand Inquisitor all along. They're not going to do that. No. But well, how, are they gonna, how are they going to have like, in in the dark side? There is no such thing as emotion and feeling, if you know what I mean. Well, so why, why would someone heal him? <sighs> I, don't I know. can't see them on in. I think in the next <laughs> episode or two, they're gonna, they're gonna. I think this was meant to be a moment where everyone's like, "What?" And then next episode, or one after, he'll be back in some way, shape, or form. I can't imagine if they have done. Yeah. That there, there's, there's, you know, there's one thing, and you know how much I love court canon. You know. I love democracy. I love canon. There's one thing retcon in something that happened in the book or comic, comic, <laughs> but to completely disregard and throw out an entire season of a beloved it's not and that's not conjecture a beloved animated that is that's worse in poor form that's the foundation of the series it's not throwing out one series it's throwing out if you the take out the thing. foundation there's not a building with twin yeah, sons up- canon are they going to bring more in as well you know what's i do think i think that this is designed to get a reaction out of the audience i think he'll be back i don't know how Maybe she stabbed him through like a robotic chest. Maybe he's got like a robot stomach like Fennec Shand. I don't know. But I think he will be back. I don't buy into the idea that they're just going to get another Temple Guardian and make him the Grand Inquisitor. I think they're very specific that that is the Grand Inquisitor. Um, I don't think Jason Isaacs is going to turn up and be like, I know I was him all along. I don't think Mm. it's a decoy situation. Mm. I think he'll be back. But I'm very excited to see how. We said the same with Fennec Shand as well, I guess. She got shot in the gut. And we're like, well, how does she survive? And they gave her a robotic stomach and we all moved on. So I think they will bring him back. But I'm not going to lie. The first thing I just think was, you got to be kidding me. Yeah, but if, me they do, if they do go along with this line of story, then that's good. That's, uh, you know, it's, it's hard to put into words how detrimental and how I think how dis- disgusting that is to the creators of that show to basically say, rubbish. I don't that's think they will do. I don't think but that's why, do. because the crew, we're talking about the creators of the show. That's Dave Filoni, and my guy is involved in Chow, this project. What, she she knows the canon as well. Deborah Chow knows who the Grand Inquisitor is. This is what I'm saying. I I I'm kind of covering my back there. If if they do go along with this, I genuinely don't think they will. But it's a very odd choice. I mean, I, I, yeah. obviously they're doing it to you know show how powerful or how much Reva just doesn't care about this. The Inquisitor, she's there for herself, but man, they, 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 they have to bring him back surely or else I don't want to go online. No, no. <laughs> I, again, that's another thing where I'm like, what are people going to be talking about online with this? Um, I can't wait though, Matt. That's the thing. I can't wait to see the next episode. I can't wait to see where the story goes. I can't wait to see what they do. What craziness is going to happen? Well, don't what forget, is going mate, to happen? Don't forget, before Reva stabs the Grand Inquisitor, because I also got I got my narrative mixed up there, before the Grand Inquisitor arrives, Reva mm-hmm. drops the bombshell to Obi-Wan. She drops oh, the bombshell. Well, she, she said, I will take you to him. It's good, to, it's good that we probably... Good talk about this last because this feels like uh, the approach this actually feels like the thing that's been uh, like he's going through kenobi's head at the end of the episode like we said 
like we said before this series, Obi-Wan Kenobi believes that Anakin Skywalker died. Yep. He believes that he left him for dead. They said he it in gonna... one as well, twice. Bale said it and Uncle Owen said it. That's Anakin's right. dead. That's but right. Reva says, I will take you to him. And I, I, I get why they put this and then the Grand Inquisitor, because whilst the Grand Inquisitor's getting skewered like a kebab, that gives Obi the time to run away. But yeah, she says, I'll take you to him. And then she says it. I will take you yeah. to Lord Vader. And yeah. she's and Obi, my God, Ewan McGregor's face, the fear, I, the dude. terror, horror, sadness in his eyes is fan is the best acting Ewan's done in any of Star Wars, including episode one. It, but parts one of this, it, just that look in his eyes when he realised, and, and then Rava feels it. She goes, "You didn't know," but then there's also another. She says, "Anakin Skywalker is alive." So there's that. So like, how does she know that's Anakin? I think she's been doing her research. I think we're going to find out mm. that she's been spent the last 10 years in the archives finding out, which That's right, she, must because she mentioned, she mentioned earlier, she was looking through the archives. Yes. So something she mentioned earlier, something, yeah. some, maybe she, maybe she found that Holonet recording that Obi-Wan and Yoda saw in Sith and saw Obi-Wan, uh, sorry, For sure. Anakin, but yeah, so Anakin Skywalker is alive. Obi-Wan didn't know. That's when he finds out and the look on his face then he has to get to the the ship, obviously where Leia's waiting. But and I, what a I, scene! What a scene, mate! What a scene! And I think that's going to play in with the overall story here. Yeah, I I, I think that oh, yeah. kind of knowledge, that research that that Reva's done, is going to play into the 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 really the the, the whole plot of this series. It, um, because it does. I think that they'll say, yeah, it does, and about to say it does, and it worries me if that's the case where we could be going with that. But I mm. I, I also think oh, a lot of people, I well yes, if she knows who Anakin is, does she know is she going to find out who Leia is, and by proxy maybe Luke is, and Let's see where we go with that. But the fact that she knows Anakin, I think that's also going to annoy people when the fact that she knows who Anakin is and seemingly everybody else in the Empire didn't. But they're going to explain. Yeah, I know they will. I have faith that they're going to explain that she did her research. Nobody else did, but she did, and that's how she knows. And that I mean, doesn't bother me. Oh, we'll, we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. But I think like what people forget is even with the Emperor, Vader, the, the Inquisitors... These aren't people that you're seeing every day. We're watching a show that, mm-hmm. that obviously they're taking like center stage, but in, in the everyday galaxy, these guys are almost mythology. They're special ops. Like they're the specialists of special ops. Yes. Yeah. I mean, we hear that in a new hope. Like, like one of the dudes, I forget his name, but he's like, Oh, Vader, nothing, you know, your ancient religion. Oh yeah. It's, um, Admiral, it's not tag. Is it? It's, I can't think who it was. It's one of the guys in the, I can't think of his name now. Right, he's he's like, oh yeah, no, like your ancient religion. Like, it's like, mate, are you joking? Like, God, have God you not seen? Vader. Yeah. <laughs> have you not seen what this guy can do? Man. Have you not seen what for the Force can do? No, evidently not. It doesn't well, care. Not he doesn't care who you're. He doesn't. He doesn't care because listening. he does not look. Because he does not look. That's why he doesn't care. And it's the same with with I think the general public. And that's why. People will probably be like, right, Anakin Skywalker, who's that? Mm-hmm. Like most people will be like, who the hell is that? It's only people obsessed with the Jedi, mm-hmm. their history, who would know. Well, and especially that's why- 10 years later, because we know the Empire wiped out the records of the Jedi ever existing. So exactly. decades later, 
yeah, there would be more people saying, look, I don't know who these people are, but yeah. um, mate, I love that. And the way she says, you know, when she says Lord Vader and she said, Oh, you didn't know he, he's been looking for you for many, many years. And it's kind of like, Oh, oh man, Obi-Wan, no. it's a kind of, and, you know, Vader is Vader's the, the, there's a boss fight and then there's Vader. And the fact that he has been looking for Vader, you don't want to know what's going to happen if he catches Dude. up with him, man. Don't, but, don't. But the, but the ending, mate, in the, in, in the ship when, He's there with Leia and he lets his guard down and, you know, he just says, he just says the word, Anakin. And what's that last shot of the entire episode, mate? It's, it's Vader. Opens his eyes. It's Anakin. It is floating, floating torso Vader. Everyone's favourite iteration. Vader. Do you you think he opens his eyes because he feels Obi-Wan say his name or is it just cool editing? Do you know what I think? Obi-Wan opened him, opened himself up to the Force. Opens the door. Anakin and Vader knows. He, Anakin sensed it. And that's what his eyes I've open. Not, I've not sensed this since. Yeah. Man. Oh, mate. I think, I think, I think, yeah. I Daddy, think that's it. Oh, my days. I can't wait. I can't wait. Where, the, where on earth is this going? Vader ain't going to be happy. He's going to be a man on an absolute blood rage, rage mission to find Kenobi now, mate. And that's still to come. So, um, all right. Anything you didn't particularly dig in this episode? Anything, cause we, anything that you haven't mentioned? I've mentioned it. I've mentioned it. I've mentioned it. I'm, I'm, th- I, do you know what? Even just talking through it has been like kind of not th- like therapeutic almost Cathartic. implies that there's like a negative context, but there's not, it's, it's just, it's been therapeutic in a sense of like, I, I was just overwhelmed by this material and talking through it. You're like, wow. Oh yeah. I forgot that app. Still can't believe it, mate. Like with all new, new Star Wars content, you're just like shocked. I'll, I'll be honest. I am looking forward to going online, going on our discord server, yes. seeing what the peeps on there think, seeing what our listeners think, going on Twitter, Instagram, just, just getting a general consensus. So oh. I'm extremely excited for the future, mate. Um, I'm, ex- I'm excited for the future. I am excited to go and see what people think about it, but uh, oh man, it, you know, there's always that worry. Like, oh, what no, are people no. think? And however, <laughs> But, I don't care about the Nate. The only people I, I care what I think. I care what Luke thinks. That's it to me. Do you know what I mean? That uh, you know, we liked it and parts we didn't like. I mean, I thought in this, I thought Kumail Nanjiani. I love Kumail. I thought he's fine in this. I didn't necessarily buy. It. I thought he brought too much of his own stick to the role. I mm. didn't dislike it, but like when he was doing the mind trick and when he was going back and forth of Reva before he got slammed against the wall, I felt like this was Kumail playing a Jedi. Not, I didn't believe this was a Jedi. Um, however, he's still alive. You didn't yeah. Kill him. We might come back. Um, in it, this is again. I don't know. if This is me forgetting. Did Ben Kenobi at any point call himself Obi Wan to Leia? Because remember, in A New Hope, with the hot with the R 2s hollow message, he says, "You know, Obi Wan Kenobi, you serve my father in the cloak." She talks about him like she's never met him. He doesn't. Okay, cool. No. I'm hoping she didn't see his name then on the um, on the pol- on the puck because it's there. But um, okay, that's fine then. It's this little things like that where I think, oh, oh man, I haven't gone against that. I, I wrote no, it down. I don't I think so. Because we haven't, like you said, we've both only seen this once. It may be made, it may be very clear in it that he doesn't. But on first viewing, just thinking about it now, I think, oh, wow. Yeah, what about that? But hopefully then that's fine. But yeah, other than that, I, yeah, let, go on. Yeah, I, I was going to say, I think 
my only thought is sometimes I wish they would cast more unknown actors, you know, newer yeah, I know actors. Yeah, yeah. Um, like with Flea. Yeah, like he 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 did that scene really well, mm-hmm. especially when they were like tricked out on the spice. Um, <laughs> sounds like the sessions, mate. But All you know, time. you know, did you need to get a multi-millionaire? You know, drummer is drummer. He's drummer, bassist. right? He's bassist in, in in the Chili Peppers. Like, did you need to do that, or could you have cast someone who's actually trying to make their way in Hollywood? Like, there's again, maybe that's a bit unfair, but I I can't help but think that I'm like, dude, come on, this guy's already had enough. Like, that's a fair assessment. That's not a, that's not a bad thing to say. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, even, I don't I mean, think so. I don't think it's unreasonable. And, somebody and you know done us, a bit- we, we try to be reasonable, don't we? Yeah. We try we try to see things and, and that's the thing where I'm like, no, nah, I think actually I would have done something really Could different. Somebody had done a better or worse job, maybe, maybe not. Flea was fine in a row, he's very good. But I see the point you're making though on the other side of it is that it didn't need to cameo this has been something about, you know, all of the series have this problem potentially even in book of boba fett we had a few comedians in that turn up where people immediately yeah. recognized in, Ma- yeah. in mando season three we got christopher lloyd joining the set which is huge but i kind of hope they cover his face up a bit because otherwise oh look it's christopher lloyd but then how do you get around that because like big name actors like that you get them in because of their ability obviously flea is a different story you get him in because is it is is it i I always think with this kind of thing like with the creators is it that they've got their opportunity to work with like what if deborah chow someone like that is just a huge red hot chili peppers fan do you know what i mean and she's like oh i'd love to work with this guy like i get it but whether that's and it's like well you know this ain't an oscar worthy role like not being funny it's it's not that it's not going to be a role that's like going to you know, shatter the industry, is it? It's like, well, could that have gone to someone who's actually trying to break into the industry? Oh, yeah. That's, I, that's, what, that's what I think. That's like, he's not going to be going to Comic Cons, is he? This oh, bloke no. ain't going to be going to Comic Cons. He's not going to be that. signing figures, you know? So I don't know. One. There's that. There's that. I also think, yeah, um, Kamal, maybe I would have cast him different. Yeah, and it's not that it's not necessarily that he was awful at his role. I don't think he was. I enjoyed his 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 scenes, but you know, yeah, I, I, I probably would have just gone with someone else, mate. Mm-hmm. To be honest, there, I'm seeing a trend of Disney using a lot of actors between Marvel and Star Wars, and there are other properties too. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, man. I don't know if I'm, I'm I don't know if I'm down with that all the time. But oh, I hear you, mate. I love you, mate, anyway. But um, yeah, I just think the way the way it was played but was that. Other than that, mate, not really anything else. I mean, I think this episode nah. was shorter. I would have liked to have seen five minutes more, maybe just at certain times to some of the action scenes. Uh, so like one, some some of the sequences went on overly long, but like the the rooftop like battle that was quite quick. Um, mm. Like the some of the fights were done quite quickly. I mean, I would have maybe liked to see a little bit more of the of the struggle and the chase, but. You know, what we got was a very, 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 very good quality Star Wars. You, Kuma, Leia was fabulous. Ewan, uh, Vivian Lara Blair was great. Sorry, Ewan is great. I think the Grand Inquisitor, RIP, oh, I think he's still alive. I think he looks great. I think they've got his look nailed down. I really think he looks yes. fantastic. I genuinely do. So, um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm digging it so far, mate. We've got three or four days until episode three. I think we're going to see Vader in the next one, mate. It's time to get hype. What are you giving Part right. two, then. Part one got an eight from you. What about part two? Yep, seven point nine Ponder Babbers out of ten Ponder Babbers. It, it only just—I think it only just like slips 
from the first one for me. So, and I think that is still a very good score, by the way. That is a very, very good score. score. Oh, man, what do I give? I gave the first one nine because I thought that was really good. I love the pace of it. This one, uh, I'm going to give, I'm going to give 7.5 out of 10. Okay. Only only because of what we said at the end. And that part of that is down to me that if, if they're going to kill that guy off, that's, that's not, that's not good. Looking forward for the story. I kind of wonder what else are they going to do? They're going to lop Obi-Wan's head off just for a laugh. Um, but I'm going to give it seven and a half because I enjoyed it. I think it might go up a few, a few notches when I rewatch it. But um, I think the first one was so strong. So true. Like with Boba Fett and with Bad Batch, like as the series goes on, you can retros- retrospectively kind of go, ah, do you know what? I think I, high- I-, I think I mark that too high because there's always that. The show's just come out. It's the day. It's the premiere day. You are hyped. You, so take that into account as well. But I, I, in my scores, I tried to take that into account as well. That's why I didn't mark the first episode as like a 10 out of 10, yeah. you know, because, but anyway, it could be that it ends up being that a lot of the Mandalorian for me is like that. I might have graded it lower. Now I'd probably grade some things higher because. You know, you, you grow that relationship and bond with that series, those characters, so on and so forth. Matty boy, this has been maybe one of our longest episodes I've ever done, but that's Lucasfilm's fault for posting two episodes and, and, and overfeeding us now. We're, we're loving it, mate. I am, I am, um, gorging on it. <laughs> Mate, I've got my face in the buffet and I'm enjoying every morsel of it. So, yeah. uh, mate, I'm not going to complain <laughs> to get two episodes in one day. I'm, I'm glad we did. I think it, it, it tidied me over a little bit. So that is that then for our Star Wars sessions, Obi-Wan Kenobi recap. It's episode one, but it's parts one and parts two. Join us again next Wednesday. When we will be dropping our recap of part three, which will be shorter than this one. Don't worry. But um, <laughs> the penzo, if it's full of filth, it could be four hours long. I, I, who knows? We can't, we can't guarantee like, anymore, guys. We can't guarantee. No, but, uh, but, but that is that. The fun, the fun doesn't end there. No one's ever really gone, are they, Lukey boy? Where can everybody, the world, find us online? They can find us on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. Um, what else? Twitter. <laughs> Just search <laughs> Star Wars Sessions and we will be there. We've got a Patreon. You can sign up for our Patreon for $2 a month, right? You can't even buy a decent cup of coffee with $2, right? $2 a month and you get access to hours and hours of bonus content, uh, separate shows, commentaries, watch-alongs, the lot. $2, patreon.com forward slash Star Wars Sessions. Yeah, man, if you want to support us for free, you can do by leaving us a five-star rating or review on your podcast provider of choice. Uh, it's, it's quick and easy to do as well. We love it. And so will you if you do it. You'll feel really good if you do that. But uh, we love we love seeing all your positive comments. It helps us bump us up those rankings even further. And it's just enough away for us to hear from more of you guys each and every week. So thank you ever so much. Yes, and please tell all your Star Wars friends about us. Tell your Ewok, tell your mum, tell your nan, tell your dad, tell your cousin, tell Princess Leia's cousin that it ain't on. It ain't on. Either way, the more, the merrier, the castle spicier. Tell the Grand Inquisitor's gut wound that this is the podcast you're looking for. (laughs) So, until next time, from me, see ya, and from Luke... May the force be with you always. Goodbye then. Another happy landing. <laughs> Another happy landing. <laughs> oh.